Many podcasts can be nominated for this award, but this year there can only be one winner. The winner for best podcast goes to Rock Spock and Two Smoking Microphones. Woo! Okay, that was that was strong. Uh, that could be the strongest yet. I say it every week, but that one is the strongest yet. I like not knowing. Every time before you hit record, I think, is he gonna do something or is it just gonna be a normal intro? But this week, you smashed it out of the ballpark. I've set a standard that I can't live up to forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Uh, welcome back to another episode of this very special podcast because it features us and we're very special. I'm we Connor. Special. I'm Connor. And I'm Harry. He's he's Connor. <laughs> and I'm and I'm Harry. Hello. Hope you're all keeping safe and well in what is weird times. Weird times. Weird times. How you doing, man? I'm fine. Are you? Yeah, not bad. Had my COVID vaccination this morning. Well, the first part Got- of it. The first one, yeah. I've got my little COVID vaccination sticker, which was lovely. Just want to just want to say to people that uh, if you get offered it, please take it. It's really worth doing, and they're really nice as well. They're really nice people. But um, yeah, that's about it, really. Of course they are. They get to inflict pain on others. Yeah. By jabbing them with needles. Um, yeah. This this is a, this is a, uh, an episode that's been you know this. This has been one of the big things we've been leading up to ever since we started this thing, like really, isn't it? The yeah, it was major it, this, topic this week. Yeah, it's a quite a big podcast episode uh, for you guys today. We're going to be talking uh, new Godzilla vs Kong trailer in, in at first in a little bit. Then uh, Connor's going to talk us through the Oscar nominations, um, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do our main topic. We're going to do a deep dive uh, into Zack Snyder's Justice League was released a couple of days ago we've both watched it uh we've not told each other our opinions feel. yeah so it's going to be completely uh new i chose i feel i mean i feel like we can know the other opinions just through knowing each other but um yeah it should be quite it should be quite exciting we knew from setting up the podcast this would be the first big thing we do yeah so very yeah. much so um it's a low one in terms of news there's not really been any news this week that we're interested in <laughs> Yeah, there's not really been any that stuck out to us. Plus, we watched a four-hour film for you guys, and I wrote notes, which is something I never do. So, my notes aren't great, to be fair. I write but... notes for every film I watch, so... <laughs> I need to start doing that. Um, it's uh, Don't do not do it for every film you watch. You'll you'll lose you'll lose something. <laughs> true. Your mind. Um, but yeah, we I could... I lost just... that a long time ago. We could quickly jump into um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, let's do it. The trailer, uh, a new trailer was released yesterday, I believe it was released, because I was watching Death Note with my friend. Um, yeah, it's a one minute one minute trailer. Shows quite a bit of new footage. It does show quite a bit of new footage, actually. I, I mean, it still just looks great. It just I looks... Can't... Well, here's the thing, is obviously they're going to show us the best things in the trailer like to help you, to hype you up. There's probably going to be a lot of dead air in this film, just like the others, but I look, the action looks like it's clearer than the other films as well. Yeah, I see, I see what you mean. It's very well lit, because uh, there's a lot of like neon lights around them, there's some during-the-day fighting going on, and I think that's something that the Godzilla films themselves seriously lack. It's always so dark yeah. in those films. 
well, yeah, it's very hard to see the final acts of those films. I think it's better. I think it's easier to see Godzilla: King of the Monsters final acts than it is Godzilla's. And I think that's maybe one thing they they learned from Kong Skull Island is is having sunset during the day and better lighting will actually mm. make us enjoy it more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the visually, this film looks a lot more like, uh, apart from the city stuff, like a lot of the stuff in the during the day looks very similar to Kong Skull Island did. Yeah, I was going to say it's very reminiscent yeah. in it, in its shots and its look. I think so. Maybe maybe that's the way they're going to go. Maybe that's the kind of the tone and uh, way they go for, rather than King of the Monsters. Yeah, it still looks very good. Like it still looks like a good time, at least. Uh, like you said to me, actually, just before we start the podcast, a little hint of Mechagodzilla right yes. at the end. Yes, I know. <laughs> Cannot. Well, I mean, look. It's guaranteed that they're gonna do Mechagodzilla. There's if they don't, I will eat my socks on this podcast. No one will see that. Um, he'll have someone have to film it. I'll I'll get I'll get my girlfriend to film it. I'll do it while we're recording, so you can hear me do it. it also, it, do- it, it doesn't Godzilla. count if he's some sort of robotic form of Godzilla. But they don't. They, if they don't say Mechagodzilla in a film, you still have to eat your socks. Oh, what? Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. They have to say Mechagodzilla for you to be out in the clear. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? I've said it. I'm going to stick to it. I'm not gonna... That takes his backseas. And me, I'm not going to make any sort of promises. I'm just going to watch the film when it comes out. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Though. This is the this is the film that I'll um, I'll happily rent. I think. Same. It's going to be a. It's only renting in this country, isn't it? So it's going to be on Amazon and stuff like that. All the places, all the places you can rent from. It won't just be confined to one thing, I don't think. Yeah, I think as far as I know, it'll be the same as uh, Wonder Woman 1984. So it'll be uh, Amazon, Sky Store, yeah, um, all those as, kind of places. Uh, currently, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which we'll be talking about in a second, yes. a little bit, uh, is also on Sky Store and stuff like that, which I need to watch. But yes, I need to watch that as well, actually. So um, we don't really have much else we can say about Godzilla vs Kong other than we're both we're both definitely excited for it. I'm very very hyped for it. I think I think so. You, you're 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 Godzilla fan. You're on Godzilla's team. If this is if we're training like civil war, <laughs> if right, if I had to pick a side, yeah, I'm picking Godzilla. <laughs> I'm picking King Kong any day. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the power set to aid him, but I feel what he has is the sheer determination and my backing to get him through. I I love Kong. I always have liked the concept of Kong as well. But I've always been a Godzilla. I used to have a Godzilla toy when I was a kid. And I, I'd never even seen any of the films. So like... <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I'm really excited for. I'm excited for the scene in the trailers where they're kind of in the middle of the ocean slash on the hangars and stuff. On the, uh, fun, yeah, on the um, aircraft carriers. But I'm really excited for the scene that's probably towards the end of the film with all the neon buildings around and. Yeah. Uh, where where he's you where Godzilla's using his atomic breath and Kong is jumping towards him. That looks amazing. It's funny how it's funny saying I'm excited for that when we've already seen it. Really. <laughs> yeah. True. It's one of those things where they have to put it in the trailer because it drums up uh, excitement. Because now you said it more. The more the more we build up to it, the more I do get worried that. The film itself isn't going to be a strong film. Oh no! Don't, don't, it's gonna. It's not going to be like up there as one of the best. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good time though, because those films always end on a high note, at least. Do you reckon? 
our enjoyability of the film is going to be hindered by the fact we're watching it at home and not in the cinema. Probably depends on how um, depends on how you're watching it. Like I, I'm the kind of person where I will like try and watch it in a dark room, maybe with headphones. If I'm on my own, if I'm watching it with someone, obviously I'll just have the volume turned up loud. I try to make the yeah. experience as cinematic for myself as possible, especially when I'm watching a film like that. I've watched a lot of films on my iPad recently, so I can't say too much. But um, that's one. That's probably, I mean, that's one I'll definitely be watching on a TV screen. That's something I've started doing as well. Like for for Zack Snyder's Justice League, I this I started it around half twelve mm. in the morning and then, or early afternoon, and I shut all the blinds, curtains, had the volume up, like, and it definitely helped oh, with yeah. the sense of atmosphere that's for sure yeah me and me and kyle had it turned up to like 40 and before we watched the film we watched three trailers to try and give ourselves the experience of being in the cinema <laughs> what trailers did you watch uh we watched the first godzilla vs kong trailer we watched the batman trailer and watched doing sticking with that warner brothers theme i'll tell you what i should have done that what a strong <laughs> you probably all you needed was to make your own fucking cinema tickets and you would have been there and then we even did the uh <laughs> from view <laughs> And um, did a little bit of Mark Strong's "Hello." You can get those. You can get those online, can't you? You can get them on YouTube now. Like I know Cinema okay, posted yeah. all of theirs. Yeah. Oh, so God. when they would, when they, when they started doing, I'm gonna make um, a playlist like for every time I watch a film on YouTube. No, stick that did, on first, and then. Literally, they did. They did a. They did a thing last year when when people started watching films from home, and a lot of people were doing their home cinema esque stuff. Mm. They they made a playlist, and like, I know for for starters, like Cinema had had their little unlimited card advert and then the, <laughs> the the ones where they're all looking at each other and laughing and it goes on for oh, about wow. a minute oh wow that's great and then, and then they they queued some trailers i'll see if i can find it later and send it to you but oh, i used it for a couple of stuff last year i you know now you said it i might make myself a little playlist so whenever we watch a film i'll just stick it on beforehand and be like right let's get into the let's proper get into the cinema mood yeah that's very it's good Trying, I I was trying to think like, oh, what am I going to be watching next like that? And it probably will be uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Although me and Kyle are going to try and watch um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he hasn't seen it. So I have to try and find. I'm going to try and find relevant trailers for, you know, that film. You know, because they always show you trailers usually from the same studio. Yeah, I'm going to try and do that <laughs> every time now. <laughs> oh, that's that's just a bloody great. I need to make a, I need to make a quick mental note of this. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry, listeners, but make a playlist. That's not really a mental note, then, is it? <laughs> trailers to watch before film. I could have done it with uh, Avengers. Yes, we watched Age of Ultron last night. I could have done mm. it with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm a silly boy. I'm a silly boy, Connor. You could have done like the Loki trailer, the Black Widow trailer. Um, <sighs> what, oh, what if trailer? There's one of those, isn't there? So, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start gonna start collating those lists together now that's a <laughs> bloody brilliant idea you've you've really you've really knocked out the park there yep ah oh. this um, is why this is why i'm in love with connor everyone but speaking of the movie going experience yeah we are missing out on that at the moment which means there's a lot of films we're going to be missing out on and a lot of those films have been nominated for oscars what a bloody segue i say that because are... the uk is I hate it because obviously we have our own big award ceremony for film and that, which is the BAFTAs. Yeah. But even then, films that get nominated for BAFTAs are still films that haven't been released in this country sometimes. Yes. And it's really it's annoying. Weird. I don't, because there's too much hype around a film that's already been nominated and won an award. Like most of the films that are on this list, I've been hearing about for a long time and wanted to see. 
So I'm very disappointed yeah. that it, I mean, there's there's ways around it, obviously. I mean, I have a VPN. There's some I've been able to watch. I well, I've only watched one since, but there's some I'm able to try and access at least. Um, yeah, of course. And I actually have a list of all the ones I haven't seen and the ones I know where to find uh, where to find them. So for people that will want to know, I can tell them that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've not seen a lot of the films that have been offered this year. There's a couple that are on my list. Yeah. Um, but I when they were when they were announced, I I haven't seen a hell of a lot. Um, but can I just say you are on fine form <laughs> today? You really just you're just you're strong, man. I've um, actually got a form uh, note I've made on my uh, Mac the other day of every all the awards all the nominations uh so i could like tick off the ones i've seen in each category um nice so start with the ones i always call the mundane which is <laughs> oh wait the ones we nothing's don't... mundane okay <laughs> the best like live action shorts um, uh, so the ones we might necessarily not have seen yeah i actually tried to see if i could find access to any of these and um no i, c- I couldn't find any of them Okay. Um, online, I, d- I didn't look too far. It's just if you type a film into Google, usually it will tell you where you can watch it. But I couldn't, yeah, of course, find any legal means. So I'm not going to go down any le- any illegal means. But um, I don't have any other details other than the, na- the names on my screen at the moment. So the short films are: there's a film called Feeling Through, uh, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. Those are the five films nominated for best live action short. Oh, um, and the nominees are... <laughs> and the nominees for best documentary short Colette, A Concerto is a Conversation a Concerto I think you said meant to say uh, Do Not Split, Hunger Ward and A Love Song for Latasha okay, nice uh, best documentary feature one of these I know is on is on, is on Amazon to rent I think Okay, I've, I've written it's to rent but it might be free I don't know um, called the collective that's also been nominated in another category which we'll get to uh, that's best this is best nice. documentary feature there's uh, one called crip crip camp the mole agent my octopus teacher and time nice um, i like the sound of my octopus teacher <laughs> it's a documentary so i wonder what that's about <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah did you know that the plural for octopus is now octopuses they've changed it Really? Yeah. What was it before then? It was well, it was octopi before. Then there was another one, which I can't remember. And now it's octopuses. Mm. Um, and you can either call it you can call an octopus octopus it's uh, singular, either an octopus or an octopod. Oh, okay. I found that out from a video from people I watch. Anyway, <laughs> on to some uh, more of the. I'd say this is more the awards we'll know more about. Yeah. Uh, best visual effects. Uh, Love and Monsters, yes, which, which is a film with Dylan O'Brien that's also... and Jessica Henwick. Yes, that's and it's also coming out on Netflix in this country, Netflix. I want to say. I in the it was next... Amazon. Oh, it might be Amazon. I know it's one of the two, but it's in the next next couple of weeks. Yeah, all I know I at the moment... Say. Yeah, all I've got at the moment is it's available to rent on uh, Amazon US. <laughs> Um, yep. But that's been nominated for visual effects. I've heard a lot of good things about that film. Um, I follow Jessica Henwick on Instagram, and she was promoting it when it was coming out, so I saw a lot of that. That's one I'll definitely jump on as soon yeah. as it's out. The, the, it, it, visually as well, it looks fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, then there's the the Midnight Sky, which is on Netflix, directed by George Clooney, and starring him, I believe. Oh yes, I've heard that is also I've not seen a lot reviews. about that. My oh, mom really? My mum started watching it and um, didn't didn't finish it. So, and she's usually someone that can watch anything. <laughs> Maybe not then. No, um, I'll probably check it out because it's on Netflix. It's one of those easy ones to just stick on and you know get through. Yeah. Um, then there's Mulan, which I've seen. It's all right. I've yeah, I've also watched it. It what it it's tough because I think I think with Mulan visually, I do think it was it was good. There's a lot, there's a lot of I, good visuals in that, yeah. Yeah, but as a, I understood they were trying to take it and make it more traditional. I was quite disappointed with it. Yeah, I was. I watched the I hadn't hadn't seen the animated one before, and I watched that like a week before I watched the, the new the live action one. And I yeah. definitely prefer the animated version. It just oh, feel, has more feeling to it. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but yeah, no, so Mulan... I mean, these are just the technical awards anyway, so, you know, anything can be nominated. Tran- the first three Transformers films were all nominated for Best Visual Effects. <laughs> so yeah. um, then The One and Only Ivan, which is a Disney Plus movie. Yes, that's with uh, Brian Cranston, with the, with the gorilla. Yeah, uh, which I've heard is all right. Yeah, again, I've not heard a lot about it. But it's I've been those... terrible with the nominations this year. <laughs> but it, no, me too. But it's one of those ones where um, it's on Disney Plus. It's easy to access if you've got a Disney Plus subscription. So you know. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, Tenet, which of course visual effects in that are very good. Uh, right. This is not in Tenet is how you wanna... Sorry, you, I was you gonna say not in a, not in like a standout old heavy visual effects stuff. But it's there's a lot of good because I think visual effects now encompasses everything from like. Uh, in camera effects and stuff as well so no yeah they do in terms of um visual effects i do think it is great tenet's up i there. think the thing with tenet that's its only nomination mm-hmm. which i was i was quite surprised about and i know a lot of people have been quite surprised about it i'm not when i look at the rest of the um when I look at the rest of the uh, what, what what the rest of the awards are, I'm not surprised that's its only nomination. Really? Mm-hmm. The only other one I could possibly give it is best original score. See, I think I think score and perhaps editing it should have got, but yeah, that's just um, me. Maybe, yeah, but we'll carry on anyway because best uh, film editing is next as well. So thanks for that. <laughs> oh, let's. Oh, there you go. Segway. I haven't also been telling everyone the films I've. I said Mulan. You can watch on Disney Plus. Uh, it's free now, so if you have a subscription. And Tenet. I don't know if it's on anything streaming wise, but you can buy the Blu-ray if you need to. And it's probably available yeah. to rent online. Uh, for best film oh, editing, um, we'll talk about this. A couple of these films later on. I'll just get these out of the way. Uh, the Father, which has got a few nominations. Yep. Uh, Nomadland, which has got a few nominations. Uh, Promising Young really Woman. Need to see that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Promising Young Woman, which also has a, a lot of nom- nominations. Uh, Sound of Metal, which also has a lot of nominations, uh, and I've I've seen that now. And The Trial of Chicago Seven, which also has a lot of nom- nominations. So, see for for someone that works in editing in in, in this industry, I've not seen any of them, and I am disappointed in myself. Um, I specifically. The one thing I can one thing I can point out about the trial of the the Chicago Seven is there's a sequence uh, like early on in the film where I think the editing is fantastic. 
and it's the only time I really picked out on the editing because I mean I liked that film a lot we'll talk about it more as we go on because it's got like I said it's got a few more nominations um, yeah but that no that film I think it's it's worth being up there and I've only seen two so Trial of Chicago 7 and Sound of Metal which I watched the other night and I'd say I'd say sometimes with these awards I don't know sometimes I feel like they just get the award nomination because they're you know they're already up there so they're already getting lots of nominations I don't know I don't want to you know, <laughs> yeah, make, okay, make yeah. assumptions about how the academy do things, but you yeah. know, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, I do, I do, I do get what you mean. What one last year in uh, editing? It wasn't nineteen seventeen. So I know. I've got it here. One moment. <laughs> I've got it here. Um, I'm on the. I'm on the. Yeah, I'm on the uh, Oscars website. As you're as you're reading them out, just yeah. so I can keep up. Um, behind the scenes of the podcast uh, <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari last year it was against The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit Joker and Parasite that, no that's right I think that's right, I think that's the best edited out of those lot yeah, there's a lot I was of the car say... stuff so yeah, it's one of those it's one of those where there's like a few gear change things in that but where it's like the Fast and Furious does that as well but there's a lot of good editing in that film yeah, I really enjoyed that film, I love that film um yeah okay on to um this is one that i don't know if they did this last year but i think this is the first time they've put sound all into one category now okay because it used to be best sound design best sound editing and best sound mixing it this year it's just best sound okay um, go for it read them out to me uh first one is greyhound which is a film on apple tv plus with tom hanks Yep. Uh, I want to watch that I haven't activated my free trial yet so I can do that whenever So, <laughs> lost my free trial oh, that sucks yeah good um, Mank best sound which I um, I agree with okay uh, that's also got a lot of nominations that film so we'll talk more about the films that have got more nominations like I said later on um, that for sound though I think is right because it captures the sound of the era when what it's meant to be because you know do you know what you know about mank yeah isn't it the uh, all it's about like the creation of citizen kane it's about the writing yeah the writing of citizen kane and where it was uh, where the inspiration came from um and it feels like citizen kane itself in a way but the sound really right. helps like it there i think it's one of those films where it does feel like the time it it's representing it feels like it was made then isn't it a fincher film am i right in saying that a what yeah, it's David Fincher. Fincher. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, yeah. yeah. R- written by his dad. But it was Fincher wanted to make it a while ago, but never got the chance. And then his dad died, and he's made it years later. Okay, um, fair play to him. Yep, uh, Mank is available on Netflix. A very good film. I liked it, and it made me want to go back and watch it as in K now to try and you know com- compare them. Okay, yeah. Um, which as I can you... appreciate, I can appreciate Citizen Kane for what it is. I can't say I enjoy it. No, I think if you went, if you watch Mank and maybe, and then we'll go back to it, you might be able to appreciate it more. Oh right. Okay. We also, it yeah, we also watched it as first year film students, and we were just, we didn't, we weren't interested. <laughs> I think it was one of our very first lectures as well. It was one of the first, yeah, ones we, we, yeah, one of the first films we stayed for. <laughs> Oh yeah, we used to skip a lot of the, yeah. those films anyway. <laughs> um, they were only optional anyway. It wasn't like we had to. Uh, anyway, yeah, exactly. Stop! Don't at us, God. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, we're not the reason why our course doesn't exist anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not because that we all complain about it so much, all right? I just Stop. want a little segue there. Do you? Do, doesn't matter if anyone listens to this, but do you? You know when we all they all took they took us all down to like those computers and we all filled out those those things we had to fill out. I didn't realize. Surveys. Yeah, I didn't realize that was the surveys that we were referring to. <laughs> so for a bit of context, in our final final year, was it? Um, well, we found this out after we graduated, but in our final year, no, they the took survey. us down to yeah, they took us down all of us down to do a survey. Yeah, we went to like, this big lecture hall um, in the middle of like the cafeteria kind of yeah, thing, yeah. and we all had to do surveys about our, about our course. We got free stuff, and I think yeah, we look, a lot of us. Our course was fine for certain things; it wasn't fine for other things. I don't remember what I put in there. I think for elements of the course, I rinsed it. Like, I was well, just like, we, "This is shit." We were, we were, a, we were the year group that got the most restrictions. Yeah, true. We were punished. We were, we were punished for what previous years, what they'd done wrong with previous years. So yeah, there was a reason. There wasn't. There's a very valid reason for why a lot of people in our course ended up. Con- contributing to giving our course a 25% student satisfaction rating. <laughs> look, look, I didn't have the... I enjoyed uni for like the social aspect. The, the academic side of it wasn't great. I still came out with a decent, like, very good grade, and yeah. I was very happy with it. But um, yeah, looking back, I, I stick to what I wrote in that survey. Oh, same. <laughs> which I don't... I will not repeat It doesn't on matter. here. doesn't matter. It was a yeah, I can't remember anyway. It was a poorly managed course. Anywho, anyway, should we? Uh, should we? Should yeah. we so the next film next in the uh, the next nomination in the best sound category is News of the World, which is a film with Tom Hanks again. Uh, it's on Netflix. I want to watch that. It's set in like a Western period, I think. And it looks, looks yeah, it looks good. It look, looks fantastic. To yeah. Be fair. Uh, and then another film nominated for best sound again. Another f- a film I believe deserves to be on this l- list. Uh, Soul, obviously. What were your very quickly, very very quickly? What were your opinions on Soul? Soul was my favorite film last year. Oh really? Yeah, no, I loved it. That film's yeah, incredible. I really, <laughs> I, re- I really really enjoyed it. I think, actually, no, you know what? I'll mention it. We're in the animated category because yeah. that's more of the animated category. But yeah, um, yeah I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then the last but not least for, for, for best sound, and you know what? Now after watching it like two nights ago, I think this should win best sound. Uh, sound of Metal, which, um. Riz Ahmed, right? Riz Ahmed plays a uh, a metal drummer, like plays a drummer in a metal band. Um, there's not a lot of music in the film because he goes deaf. Oh. Um, and the film okay. is very much about him coming to terms with going deaf and how he adapts to that life and stuff like that and obstacles and stuff he goes through. Uh, I watched what the film. You, what did you watch it on? I uh, I use my VPN to watch it on Amazon in the US. Oh, okay. Um, it's coming to Amazon in this country, but I'm not sure when. Right, that's fair. Uh, it's incredible, <laughs> and I'm um, I. I'll talk about it more as we go because obviously there's more nominations for this film. Um, it, when you do watch this film, for anyone out there, even I mean, unless you're watching it with people, do your best to watch it with headphones. Right, because okay. you will feel a lot more impact like from it watching it with headphones. I know I did okay. so. But I think that should win this award. Um, Anyway, uh, Best Original Songs. This is one where I'm not really familiar. I've only heard one of these because it's in Trial of Chicago 7. But, and I don't listen to, I wouldn't listen to any of these songs anyway. Uh, There's Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice from the Trial of Chicago 7. Husavik from the Eurovision Song Contest film, which is on Netflix. Yep. Uh, 
I think this is IOC scene, uh, The Life Ahead, which is the only nomination that film's got. Um, I think that's on something, though. Let me just... The Life Ahead. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's a Spanish film, I believe. Okay. Um, it's got a good review, so I might, I might actually end up watching it. So, yeah. Uh, and then the last one is Speak Now from One Night in Miami, which is on Amazon Prime. Oh, well, I know, I know the Speak Now song is... Uh, lyrics and music was by Leslie Odom Jr. Who's yeah, who's, in who's in the film Hamilton, and he's, he's in from Hamilton. Okay, that's cool. I recognise um, the name, but my... I wasn't sure where from originally. Yeah, hear my voice. I know the music for that was by Daniel Pemberton, who I yeah. think, off the top of my head, did Spider Verse soundtrack. Did. He did do the Spider Verse soundtrack. Yeah, and that's a that's a outstanding soundtrack. Like. One of the that's best got some great stuff, on. yeah. Um, um, I wouldn't say yeah, the soundtrack I'm, for the uh, Trial of Chicago Seven's got like a lot of incredible stuff in there. I wouldn't, re- I don't, I don't remember any of it. So, yeah, but that song, I don't know, I don't know. This is a category uh, yeah, I'm not again, always. I've... This is a category I'm not it... always strong with. Yeah, no, same. Until I've seen the films, really. I like yeah. I said, I've done terrible this year. I've barely seen any of them. I think it's because with the way that it was going, we didn't really know. Usually, you can kind of tell what's going to get well nomination you can you can kind of foretell what they're going to go for well, you, possibly you can if you pay attention to like the golden globes and the um uh the critics choice awards the sag awards and stuff like that yeah like you can tell if it's you're following just... that stuff and like i think some of the winners some of the winners can be predicted i think especially the high profile ones but um yeah. right now for myself i can't really i don't because i haven't seen i saw more of them last year yeah, for sure. Year. Last year, I, I saw much more last year than I have this year. Yeah, I'm gonna have to jump onto some of these films just so that when I watch um, the Oscars this year, I actually can have an opinion. That's why I made a list um, so I can try and get through them all. Yeah, or what I what I want to and stuff like that. I'm not gonna watch everything. Uh, anyway, <laughs> next award is uh, for best original score, and I'm not f- overly familiar with a lot of these scores, but um, th- there's uh, the Five Bloods which is the Spike okay. Lee movie, um, which is, for me, criminally, the only nomination this film has got. Uh, oh, yes, of course. I saw about that. It's an incredible movie. Um, the and lead, I, know, I know a lot. The lead actor, Delroy Lindo, is fantastic. Yeah, I know a lot of people said he should have been nominated as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> there's, a lot oh, dare get, there's a lot you can get angry about with these these kinds of awards things. But, um, anyway. Oh yeah, there's, every year, every year there's there's something on there. I'm not overly familiar with the score of that. I'll probably have to check it out again. I loved the film though. Okay. Uh, then there's Mank, which yep, because it has a score that's very similar for the time. I can see why they would nominate it. Mank is the kind of film that you know these award ceremonies die for. <laughs> I was gonna say Mank, Mank is probably the film that the Oscars are gonna oh yeah gonna love. Do you know what I mean? This that's the it's it got ten nominations. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that gets the most wins purely for what it is. Yeah, especially especially since it relates to Citizen Kane as well. And it's about it's about Hollywood essentially. <laughs> exactly, they love so that it, stuff. And I'm not, I look, I'm not again. I haven't seen it. I'm not saying it's a bad film at all. I'm sure it's a great film. Like you said, it's a good film. But yeah. I feel like when it comes to stuff like that with the Oscars, it it can sometimes they will go for that film rather than a film that actually deserves it in that category. Yeah, we'll. We've got but again. It can't, it's yeah. all down to the it's all down to the politics of yeah of it. Yeah. 
Um, I guess. But then on to the next best original score, another film I can't wait to see, uh, Minari. Or Minari, I don't know how you actually say it. It's um, the film with uh, Stephen Yeun. Yun, I don't yes. know how you say his name either. Played um, Glenn in The Walking Dead. That was his name. I knew he was in The Walking Dead, I can remember his name. But um, yeah, that film's got a lot of nominations. I haven't heard the score, so I can't speak to it. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, and then News of the World, again, uh, it's on Netflix. I don't know what the score's like. <laughs> James Newton Howard, though, he, uh, he's, a good, he's, he's a very good composer. Yeah, and I recognise the name, so... Um, and then... Very recently, sorry. Fantastic Beasts. So oh, okay. okay. Um, and then, last but not least, Soul. Um, he's got he's got, he's got to go to Soul, well, surely. He, here's the thing. Uh, Mank and Soul are both featuring... Um, I've already forgot their name. Atticus Ross and what the, whatever their names are. Uh, Trent Reznor. That's it. How that? I've just just blanked on them. Yeah, both of them soundtracks are done by them. So, Mank features oh, someone okay. else though as well. I think it's either Mank that features someone else or it's Soul. Um, I think it's Soul. But I really loved, especially. Um, have you seen Soul? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I watched so, it around Christmas. So especially when they're in like the Soul realm, the soundtrack stuff there is like the atmospheric soundtrack stuff there is incredible. Oh, it's it's truly truly outstanding I would yeah. be very very shocked if it doesn't get um, I think this category yeah. I think it's Soul that features someone else because there's a lot of like more jazz heavy stuff in the real world blues yeah heavy. John 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 Batiste okay Batiste um, I, I think, think Soul is very much you know it's a good good shout for it and Mank is as well so it looks like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are going to win <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely but they are good if it doesn't composers. go to Soul it will it will go to Mank. <laughs> yeah, it's it's again. It's all. I'm not saying it's the one that deserves it, but again, it can yeah. it can come down to a lot of the politics behind the scenes. Not something we're getting into, but it's if mm-hmm. you if you're aware of the Oscars, especially in a film, you'll understand. Yep. Um. But then, okay, on to uh, best makeup and hairstyling. Um, Emma, which I haven't seen, but I own on Blu-ray, so I'll be seeing it soon. It's a very good film. Watched it with my oh, mum cool. last year. She loved it. She doesn't watch. You know my mum. She doesn't watch films all the time. Yeah. She she. But this was a film that she watched. Uh, on the first day she watched it, she watched it three times in a row, <laughs> which for us is shocking because she never watches a film once in a row, and she still watched it every day for a week. She loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, then Hillbilly Elegy, which I've heard a lot of negative things about, but. Yeah, I watched. I what? I, sorry, I watched part of it. I I I joined in about I want to say fifteen minutes into the film, and I stayed for about an hour. Mm. And it's just it it just wasn't strong. I I don't. Yeah, and no, I've heard really, a lot of yeah. yeah bad things about it. Um, another thing, I'll just jump back to Emma quickly. I think that's coming to Amazon Prime soon, or it is now. I'm nice. not sure. Um, and Hillbilly Elegy is on Netflix if you want to put yourself through that. Uh. <laughs> Another film nominated for Best Makeup and Hairstyling, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix, which is a very good film. Um, I don't think it features too much in makeup and hairstyling to maybe to warrant the win, but the nomination, okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, again, it fits the time it's representing. Uh, Mank also nominated for that, which again, it fits the time it's representing, so I can see why. And then um, I think this is an Italian film, Pinocchio. I was going to say, this was one that shocked me. Like, I didn't realise there was a new Pinocchio film. Well, it's Italian, so it's, mm, it's not fair. traditional Pinocchio, I'm, I'm sure. Um, oh, no, yeah, 100%, yeah. 
and when I search Pinocchio it just comes up with the original one so I'm not going to delve any further uh, yeah but it's got a couple of nominations for the best <laughs> yeah um, I think I think out of all of, I think out of all of that I know of the first four yeah as I don't know I don't really know anything about Pinocchio mm. I would say most likely Emma that, that would go to what for makeup and hair sign you've actually seen that so you can speak to what that look, film looks like as a makeup and hair yeah like, like I've not seen like all the films we've talked about right I've not seen all the way through a lot of them sorry I've not seen all the way through but for example like with Mank I've seen clips of it and I've seen I know the look like yeah. here with energy I've seen quite a bit of Emma I watched with my mum so I think yeah I think out of those I would personally give it to Emma it's but... one of those ones where it might go to that kind of film like yeah it's one of those yeah, awards can you can that. maybe predict but, oh yeah for sure but then also tying into this award very well is um, best costume design where four of the nominations are the same um Emma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio all nominated for Best Costume Design as well. Nice. Um, and Mulan, also. Oh, okay. That's a that's a tough category, actually. Yeah. I think... Also, you said Tenet's only got one nomination. It hasn't. It's got two, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> oh, okay. I think, again, Emma's very strong in that category. But also, I, I think Mulan is quite strong in that category as well. I think... They're, they're probably all very strong ones, but I'm at that. I think Emma's likely to get that one more. I think that yeah. is more so the makeup and hairstyle. I don't know. Again, I can't. You know, yeah, you can. You might be right. For like a fair. period film, because it is a period film, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for that, it it's more likely to go to uh, costume design for that. Yeah. 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 But um. Oh, nice. Anywho, on to. The next award. This is usually a big one, especially for film, film very big film heads. Uh, yes, cinematography. Here we go. So, Judas and the Black Messiah again. Not watched it yet. Uh, Mank, yeah. News of the World again. Uh, Nomadland and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Based on a clip I've seen, I think it's going to Nomadland. Yeah, I think I think Nomadland. Even though I haven't seen it. I've seen bits of it. Yeah, I think. It deserves to get all the awards just purely for. <laughs> I, I've heard that it's a very, very good film. It was also it's um, very strong. I don't know if you've seen the story of the video. I saw it on Twitter, but there was a video of um, it's Chloe Zhao was actually talking about the, the composition of a certain scene and the way they made it. Um, and it it's rings like a bell. there's like natural lighting. There's uh, she said that most of the film was filmed using a gimbal, and she said the people weren't really familiar with that which she was working with, and now she's even taken that on to she's filmed most of the Eternals of that as well but um, the camera work looks incredible in that one scene, it's a tracking shot as in, it's not on a track it's on a gimbal, um, but it's like a it's a type of steady cam, obviously yeah um, and it's, so it's, it's handheld and it's just one sh- one take and it looks incredible that scene, so I wouldn't I'm so, be shocked I'm so excited to see this film and it, Eternals as well yep, uh, and Nomadland is coming to Disney Plus in the beginning of April, so Oh, fantastic. I'm not sure how. I don't know if it's going to be... I don't think it's Premiere Access. I think it's just to watch. It could be through Star. It will, no, it will be most likely, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that film... That's one I'll watch straight away. Again, there's two films there I haven't... Uh, two other films I haven't seen, in Judas the Black Messiah and News of the, uh, uh, News of the World. So I'm not sure about the cinematography in those. Uh, Mank, maybe. It's very noir in the way it's shot. Um, okay. And the trial of Chicago Seven, uh, maybe I'm not sure. It's it's a courtroom drama for the most part, so. 
that's the problem with the Oscars is 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 we could say what we think, yeah, what we want to win, but yeah. it's it's a whole different ballpark to what we think is actually yeah. going to win. That's why I used to do my. Predi- I know people. Also- I was gonna say that's why I used to do my predictions when I would I would say what I want to win and what I think will win. <laughs> yeah, and I mean a lot of people hear that and go, oh yeah, but obviously that's how awards don't make. But no, but I think it 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 really. It, it really emphasizes that in the Oscars. Like yeah. you have years where, where people very I can't remember the most recent like that should have won, but um, you get you there's there's always a that should have won and it's not even been mentioned. Oh, there's always the like, big things like that. Like um, we could talk forever about Oscar snubs that we think about. Um, one that I can off the top of my head is I'm very very shocked that um last year Greta Gerwig wasn't nominated for Little Women. Yes, that was But then there wasn't was any almost... women nominated last year for um Best Director. No, but that's 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 insulting more like that's that was awful last year. Yeah. That, that I think it's weird now that they've only put it down to only five directors getting nominated because I felt like before there was more, but Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's again that's a conversation that could go on forever. But um Move on to the next category then, which is best production design. Nice, reading Matt's me. Uh, the Father again, not seen and don't know a lot about. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is pretty much set in two rooms, so I don't know. Could that's it's very well done. Uh, Mank, yeah, because it's got to recreate a lot of sets that are very similar to Citizen Kane. Uh, okay. News News of the World, possibly again, I haven't seen it, and Tenet, which has fantastic production design. Yeah, I think I think Tenet would would take that. Yeah. I think. I think it'd be very hard. I think, again, I'm sure the others' full films look great, but for me, I'd give that to Tenant. I think it's going to go to Mank, that award. Oh, okay. That's just one of those ones I think will go to Mank. Yeah. Um, I like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom's production design because it's very much like a uh, like a stage set, kind of. Like a play? Yeah, because it is. It's based on a play. Um, oh, okay. Uh, nice. But there's it's pretty much set in two rooms and it like you definitely feel like you're watching a play whenever you're watching the scenes you know oh nice um pretty much two rooms and there's some couple of outside stuff but yeah um but yeah like i said that yeah uh i think Ma- i think mank will get that tenet's got brilliant production design and so has ma rainey's black bottom for me don't know about the other two but who knows wrong um on to best international feature uh another round which is a dutch film starring mads mickelson I I've seen lots of clips of that of him dancing on a pier. Not seen anything from it, but I've heard a little bit about what it's about. Again, that's also got uh, another another nomination later on. Okay, I believe. Um, but yeah, anyway, on to, uh, we'll just we'll we can talk about it more in a minute. Uh, the other another film, Better Days, which is a Hong Kong production. Nice. Uh, and I think that um, is available to rent on Am- on Amazon for like. £3.59 or something. Okay. Um, uh, Collective, which is that documentary that was nominated. Uh, also, yes. So it's also been nominated for Best International Feature. Oh, uh, very nice. Yep. A film which I, which is available on Amazon, I said earlier. Uh, the Man Who Sold His Skin. Why would you sell your skin, man? Come um, on. I actually read about this. It sounds really interesting, <laughs> but it's not available okay. on anything in this country, I don't think. That's a shame. And a film called Quo Vadis Aida, oh. which again isn't nominated on anything. Uh, nominated on anything, which isn't uh, available to watch on anything. 
Okay. But um, I'm gonna watch. I'm definitely gonna try and watch another round when I can. Yep. Uh, and I'm probably gonna watch Better Days because I like Hong Kong films, the ones I've seen anyway. Yeah. Um. Probably won't watch Collective because I'm not into documentaries that much. I know it's limit, like you know, I'm just shutting off myself from one part of filmmaking, but I'm not a big fan of documentaries. In the day, if you're not a fan, you're yeah, not no, a fan. You don't have to watch them. No. The Man Who Sold His Skin does sound really interesting if you get a chance to read about it. Yeah, just the title sounds. It's not about anything. It's not like dark anything like that. I can, it's about a guy gets like something tattooed on him, and it becomes like a piece of art. So he's essentially a piece of art. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, a you have expected. to you have to read into it a little bit more to find like to truly understand it, and I'm not sure what the other one's about. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, best animated short, and I think a lot of these are available to watch in other places. There's a uh, Burrow, which is a Disney one. Yes. So that's available to watch on Disney Plus. Nice. Uh, gen- genius Loki, Loki. I'm not how you say. It, not sure how you say it. Um, I don't think that one is available actually. Okay, only two of them are available to watch on things. <laughs> um, if anything happens, I love you, which is on Netflix. I love you too. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> there's one called Opera, and there's one called Yes People. I don't know anything about any of those other than Borrow is Disney, and if anything happens, I love you. That's on Netflix. So, on to Best Animated Feature. This is the one I've been waiting for. Yep. Onward, which... Yeah, I liked Onward. I know you had a bigger like emotional attachment to the film, based because it's about brothers. Yeah. Um, I think... I'll let you read the categories first, and I'll yeah. say my... Uh, Over the Moon, which is available on Netflix. Um, a, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. I need to watch that. Which meant to be is on really, Amazon. Really good. So yeah, I'm probably gonna watch that just because it's nominated. To be fair, I'm... <laughs> um, Soul, which you've spoken about, and uh, Wolfwalkers, which is on Apple TV Plus. So, so for me, the two the two standouts for me in this category are Onward and Soul. Yeah. Right. Um, I know a lot of people preferred Soul last year. I know you preferred Soul as like your favorite film of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people that loved it, and I loved it. But for me, Onward. It just, just knocks it out of the park ten times. Yeah. Compared to Soul, I think, and I do, I do think it's because of the sibling aspects. I'm not gonna go into my no, of course. Proper right now, but I can't say um, I don't feel anything because of I'm not having like not having a sibling connection, but I, yeah. I definitely felt it. Like I love that. I love the relationship between the the brothers in that film and how it ends like the film yeah, I think it, it's perfect for them like that story there's just a lot in between which is a bit eh. it really it really struck a chord with me so I've seen it twice so once in the cinema with you yeah. and I watched it once again with my partner last year because it's, uh, it's on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and um, the second time got me got me quite a lot compared to the first time and got me really emotional and it, it kind of again it reminisced my relationship with my little brother yeah um, hi Max um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I genuinely think, for me, that one deserves the award. That was, I think, for me, Onward is a very special yeah. film. You know, it is. Um, but here's where it's not. Here's the reason why I believe it's not going to win. Um, is when you think about how this is all based on technical stuff, really, with animated films. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, no, it, you're right. the story does come into play. The, what the critics' opinions probably comes into play a lot. 
but at the end of the day with animation it does come down to how it looks so yeah and i think soul looks amazing and i think it look in terms of its look because obviously onward is set in like this fantasy world yes and it represents its fantasy world very well but soul is set in the real world and there's a lot of times when you're looking at that world and you think this could be real it looks amazing no, yeah, the look the look of Soul is fantastic. Yeah, like, obviously then when you get into the Soul world, it's like, oh, this is just, you know, your generic, like, someone's got their own, like, little art spin to it, art style to it. Um, which is still good. It looks nice. Uh, it's got a lot of great animation still. But then in the real the real world stuff, it just looks phenomenal. Give it to Shaun the Sheep. <laughs> Again, like, Shaun the Sheep, like, I'm not surprised that's nominated, like I said, because it's a... Um, stop motion it's a stop motion animation and they usually do like last year Missing Link got nominated that was uh, from Laika the same studio that made Kubo and the Two Strings oh and both of those films I was recently went to go watch Kubo and the Two Strings but couldn't find it on anything um, I don't think it is available on anything it used to be on Netflix uh, Kubo's incredible I love that film uh, Missing Link is fine okay Missing Link's uh, Hugh Jackman right yeah yeah uh, it's just fine it's not as good as Kubo I think Kubo has more going for it Okay. But then last year I was disappointed when Toy Story 4 won because I thought Klaus should have won. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Having seen Klaus, I watched Klaus over Christmas. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, that easily should have won compared to Toy Story 4. Don't at us. It's just our opinion. Well, Toy Story 4, again, it looks incredible, but... Fantastic, but it's still a film for me that wasn't yeah. needed. No, of course. Um, and then, even though it's still perfect <laughs> in its own way. Yeah. Oh and, no, it is. Yeah, it's a great film. But then, yeah, Klaus should have won last year. I was so disappointed when it didn't. It was such a good film. Um, anyway, that's this year. I think yeah, Soul's going to win that. That's fair. Again, I haven't seen Wolfwalkers or Over the Moon, but um, or Shaun the Sheep. <laughs> it's Shaun the Sheep. It's Shaun the Sheep. It's Shaun the Sheep. And now we're into what are typically like the, the biggest awards. Yep. Uh, best adapted screenplay. I'm not going to read them out to me. I'm not going to read out the full title of this first one because I don't have it written down in front of me right now. But Borat subsequent movie film. Um, you, have you seen? Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah. I've got the full. Do you want me to read out the full the oh. full name? I've got it in front of me. Oh God, go on then. <clears throat> Borat subsequent movie film delivery of progenous bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation sub- nation of Kazakhstan. Such a long title, and not necessarily, long necessarily so. Yeah, just call it Borat Two. <laughs> it's it fits in, ty- in like obviously in tone with what the first one it, did. Oh yeah, and I mean it fits with the film as well. Like yeah, perfect. it's all right. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan. I wasn't the biggest fan of the film, but I liked the performances. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Um, but it's been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay because obviously it's based on uh, a, a character. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and then also in that category, we have The Father, which I'm assuming is based on a book then. Yep. Uh, Nomadland, which I know is based on a book. Nice. One Night in Miami, which probably again is a book. And The White Tiger, which I didn't know was based on anything, but I'm looking this up at the moment because. Isn't it. A... A co-production, or is it just United States produced? Because I know it's got a lot of um. Yeah, it's a United States Indian co-production. Oh, okay. Because it's a uh, English and Hindi. It's on Netflix. 
Um, we probably could have written. We should have mentioned who wrote these films, but I know that Borat's got like twenty writers on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is just a quick. We're not going through all of these properly, but yeah, uh, adapted screenplay. I've only seen one of them, and it's Borat. Yeah, same. Um, but I would have thought out of all of them, it'd go to Nomadland. Maybe, maybe we'll have to wait and see what we that that category is a bit out yeah, of our reach at the a... moment. Yeah, uh, I want to watch all of those films again. Two of them are all, are available right now with One Night in Miami on Amazon and White Tiger on Netflix. Nomadland will be available on Disney Plus within the next few weeks. Not sure about the father. Never heard of it before. I'll be honest. Um. I guess now it's a good time to get into what it's about. It's about it stars um Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Right. Uh it's from the same I think it's from the same director who did uh The Favourite. Okay. And it's about um Anthony Hopkins plays Olivia Coleman's father and he's like I think I think I'm not gonna, <laughs> uh and he's I think he's got dementia. Right. So it's about that. Their relationship. I assume, yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, but then on, which we've done that category. On to best original screenplay: Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, uh, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I, I mean, look, Trial of Chicago Seven, written by Aaron Sorkin, mm-hmm. fantastic writer. But this yeah. category is, is extremely strong. I think. Yeah, even though I've only seen two of them, um, I do want to see the other three, obviously. Um. Promising Young Woman is meant to be amazing, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. absolutely outstanding. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah again meant to be outstanding, and so mm-hmm. is Minari. So, I, I usually I would have gone towards Aaron Sorkin, but I, I feel any of the films in this one is is a is a clear contender. Yeah. I think this is one that this is a clear one that I generally couldn't. With the other ones, you can kind of pinpoint what might win, but with this one, I, I genuinely can't. Um. Because I've only seen two of them. Sound of Metal does have a good uh, screenplay. I was I was actually thinking that, like the way things are written, the way it's done. Because there's a lot of also um, sign language in the film as well. Okay. Um, but then. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course. But then the Trial of the Chicago Seven. That it's a it's a courtroom drama for the most part, and I like courtroom dramas, and it's a very well written one. Aaron Sorkin's really good at making writing them writing interesting courtroom dramas. Yeah. And I do like the writing of that film. Again, I haven't seen the others. Writing's a difficult one to pick as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, then on to the acting awards then. Best Supporting Actress, uh, Maria Bakalova for Borat, subsequent movie film. She plays... I forget the character's name. Oh, I don't remember the character. It's Borat's daughter. Yeah, well... Oh, can't remember her name. Uh, Glenn Close from Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, Olivia Coleman for The Father. Amanda Seyfried from uh, Mank. And Yoon Ya Jung. I don't want to butcher that any further. Uh, from Minari. I would personally give this to Maria Baklova. She's the first for... Bulgarian, to, Bulgarian, Bulgarian to, I think, ever be nominated for an Oscar. And also, this was her first acting role. Or proper. I, I think it was. A f- I don't think it's her first acting role, but um, but like big. I mean, oh, like, of course, yeah. Nobody knew who she was before. <laughs> um, and I generally, she's fantastic in this film. Oh yeah, film. She's, she's incredible. She is. She the really, film. really is good. Yeah, it, without her, I don't think the film works at all. No, yeah, she's the, she's very much the heart of the film. If you <laughs> for Borat. <laughs> 
yeah, the, I, that wins it for me in a long look. The rest of the actors are, are fantastic, but for me, Maria Baklova wins it in a, in a easily. Yeah. Um, again, I've only seen one other film here, and that's Mank. Um, I wouldn't say it's the biggest performance. Like right. So yeah, I think it will go to Maria Bakalova. So, I actually yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah, I do. I, I do actually really hope it does. Yeah, genuinely. Then uh, on to best supporting actor. Then uh, Sasha Baron Cohen nominated. Bar- Sasha Baron Cohen nominated for the Trial of the Chicago Seven, not for Borat, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's good in that film. Nomination worthy, maybe. I don't. I'm not really hundred uh, percent. Then also Daniel Kaluuya from uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Racy uh, from Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield from Judas and the Black Messiah. It's another bloody strong category, isn't it? Jesus. I'm a bit. I was confused a little bit with Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya because aren't they the stars of that film? Yeah. And they're you both are correct. But I guess maybe because they're both, there's both of them, they're nominated for maybe Best Supporting Actor. Or maybe this is Hollywood trying to get as many people of colour in as possible because of I all guess, the backlash of last year. I guess they they co-star together. Maybe yeah, that's, that's what like I, was, uh, I was thinking. Maybe that's partly it. Um, Paul Racy is really good in Sound of Metal. He's um he's not deaf himself, but he's the child of uh, deaf parents. Okay. Um, and so uh, he know he knows sign language himself, and he he's very good in the film. I really like his performance. But I'd like to see someone else win it. <laughs> I want to yeah, see Judas I, I, and the Black Messiah. I'm a big fan of Lakeith Stanfield now, so I'd like to see him win. But again, I don't know what his performance is like in that film. Um, sure, I mean, look, it's a such a strong category as well. Like these, yeah. they're all fantastic. They're all great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have anything from any facts for this one. So I took down some facts for some of the others, which I'll, I'll go I'll go to at the end then. Um, but yeah, no, it's a strong category. Daniel Kaluuya is a fantastic Dan- actor. Did he win for Get Out? Did he win? Yeah, I don't think he won. He was definitely nominated. What year was that? 2017 was when the film came out but it was 2018 would have been the um, thingamabob so he was he was nominated but that year he went to Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour oh so yeah he was nominated for Best Actor then yeah or Best Supporting okay yeah so he's been nominated before and again he's a fantastic actor oh fantastic yeah Um, I'd like to see any of these actors win to be fair yeah, I I I love all the actors, so yep. I'd be very happy if any of them win. So on to a uh, best very actress happy. then, unless you've got anything more to say about. No, again, I feel I, f- I feel kind of silly that I've not seen more. To be fair. Yeah, me too. Uh, so we're into best actress, um, which is uh, Viola Davis for uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She won supporting actress for Fences. Yes, and correct. she was phenomenal in that film. So. Yep. <laughs> uh, Andra Day f- um, from uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday, which is a film I've not heard good things about, but I guess she can be. I've, the... I've heard her, her performance, performance is meant yeah. to be amazing, though. Yeah. 
mean, you know, you can still have a good performance and they're not so great film, but yeah, yeah. And then uh, Vanessa Kirby from uh, Pieces of a Woman, which is on Netflix. Again, she's a fantastic actress. Yeah, she's a great well. actress. Um, Noah Best from the The Crown. See, I hadn't even heard of her until recent years. Like, right? I think the, really? I think the first film I saw her in was Hobbs Marvel and Shaw. Oh, I think I saw that before. Mission Impossible. I think I saw Hobbs and Shaw before I saw the Mission Impossible films. Oh, fair play. I might have been afterwards, yeah, it but I'm not sure. I'm must not sure. Have been, um, yeah, she's yeah, a fantastic actress. She's a good actress. Uh, Frances McDormand, she's a great actress. She won the Best uh, Actress Award a few years ago for um, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yep. Uh, she's nominated for Nomadland. She's a great actress, like I've said. Um, yeah. And Kerry Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I don't know if I don't know if Kerry Mulligan's won before. I don't think she has. She's... I could see this going to I could see this going to Kerry Mulligan. To be fair. Yeah, me too. I think I think just based on even just based on just based on what uh, I've heard. Yeah, what I've heard and the little bits I've seen, she's bloody brilliant in that film. Yeah, it doesn't look like she's ever won before. I was wondering if she's ever been nominated before though. I wanna say no. Yeah. Oh Mul- really? Uh, Mulligan's breakthrough performance came as a nineteen sixties schoolgirl in the coming of age drama film and education, for which she received the BAFTA Award for Best Actress and Leading Role and first nomination for the Academy Award for Best Actress. Oh, fair play. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is her second um, nomination. She's a fantastic actress, so I was I would expect her to have been nominated before. <laughs> yeah. She's really great in my favourite Doc 2 episode. Ah, uh, Blink, yeah. Sally Sparrow. Yeah, she's great in that. Um, yeah, I can see Carrie Mulligan getting that. Yeah, same. 100%. Mm-hmm. Now into the best actor category, which Let's do it. before I say the nominations, I just want to tell you, you probably know who I, but I think it's it's clear who's going to win this award. I think before I think we say the nominations, if, yeah, I think if if said person doesn't win the award, I think it would be quite disrespectful. And I also, well, I don't think that I was going to say. I also think based on the fact that this person has also won the awards from other awards uh, shows. Yeah, I mean, look, every actor in this category is fantastic, but also yeah. this actor in particular was just so, even though he'd been in quite high-profile things, he was so up-and-coming yeah. in itself, do you know what I mean? And this isn't, it won't be an award for just this film, let's just say that. No, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, let's get into it. Let's so the nominations it. are Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal. Yep. Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Yep. Gary Oldman for Mank. Yep. Stephen Yoon from Minari. And nice. Chadwick Boseman from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Man, he was a loss that is that yeah. was far too soon. I'm was... so like I don't I I'm try, I always try to justify him. Like I I ended up I watched I went back and watched all his best films after he died, which I'm so disappointed about because I was already a fan of him from Black Panther and stuff like that. Yeah, but I hadn't seen anything else he'd done. But I'd always wanted to. I just kept putting it off. And then after he died, I went and watched almost every film he'd been in before and he's yeah. an incredible actor he was an incredible actor and he, like his performances was... are fantastic but the best thing about his performances his best performances are all in films apart from this for example uh, uh, most of his best performances are in films where he's playing real people that m- made real change for black people yeah he he was just 
he was an he was a guy like anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And it was it's it's a loss that a year, nearly nearly a year on or it will be in uh, I think August he passed away. Yeah, it's even a few months on. It's felt so badly because, like I said, like he was he yes he had been in these big things and obviously he was he was our Black Panther and 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 all these different things, but even then he was still so up and coming. He had so much more to give in yep. the, in this in the film industry, and I think that would have expanded way beyond acting. It's, it's, and I thought it's true because like. Sorry, I was going to say, even though, yeah, he's, he had so much more to give, he also already gave so much. When you look at the films he'd done, he was he played Jackie Robinson in 42, he played Thurgood yep. Marshall in Marshall, and he played James Brown in Get On Up. Like, he's played what massive roles, and when you go back and watch his performances in those films, they're incredible. Like, yeah. his performance as James Brown is phenomenal. <laughs> he's yeah, really I'm, in I'm, that I'm, role. I think I think for me, and I'm, I'm sure it's for you as well. Look, all the actors in that in that category are fantastic. Yeah. But I would like Chadwick Boseman to get it as well as the rest of the world. I think would like Chadwick yeah. Boseman to get it. Not just again, like you said, not just for this film, but as a kind of tribute to everything else he did. Yeah. This is um, this will be a cele- This is the, the the celebration of his career. Yeah. And, this and is I the, think a massive way to cap it. Yeah, I think it would be a really a really fitting, a really nice way to celebrate. Yeah. A fantastic actor really and also he was my favorite actor last year for this film specifically he's brilliant in it yeah um i've said it before many times that you can go on my, if you go to my blog post and look for the my blog and look for the films where i review any of chadwick boseman's films aside from message from the king because that was terrible um <laughs> uh if you go and look for anything what i say about chadwick boseman is that he just brings a certain charisma and confidence to every role he does yeah like, and you you feel it in those when he's in those roles, and yeah, he was he was T'Challa. He was the first. He was the you know he brought Black Panther to the screen. It was his his career meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, he was he he yeah he paved the way for for so many different roles, for so many different people, but also for for young boys and girls and young kids to to watch, especially Black Panther yeah. and. And just feel represented, I guess. Mm-hmm. He, it's it's a an actor that was gone far too soon. Yep. Um. And yeah, I I hand on my heart. I really hope he gets this. It'll yeah. It'll be a really nice celebration. I think. It feels. It only feels right. I think. I think this. It's just the way it's going to go. I, I just hands down. Like I don't think it's going to go any other way at this point. Yeah. Um. Oh. But then. Bit well, emotional then. Yeah. But then we'll quickly touch on uh Riz Ahmed, fantastic actor, and I'm glad to see him be yes. nominated. It's he's been in so many good films. Like Venom. Like Venom. <laughs> Nightcrawler. Uh Venom. Four Lions. Um Rogue One. Yeah, uh he plays Bodie Rook. <laughs> uh he was I'm in the, the, I'm the, I'm the pilot. Yeah, he's a good, he's a great actor. I like Riz Ahmed a he's lot. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's um, really good. He's the first Muslim to be nominated. Really? Yep. Fucking hell. Uh, Gary Oldman's obviously a fantastic actor who's done a lot. He's already won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, he's had. He doesn't even have one just yet, does he? <laughs> no, not yet. He's got. He's still got a career ahead of him. He's good. He's got, he's got the one. On the, he's got the one on the mantelpiece. Yes, yeah. he doesn't need that. One. He might have more than one. I don't even. I don't know. Um, Anthony Hopkins. I don't know if he's won an Oscar before. He must have, right? 
He must have. I'd be very shocked if he hasn't. Uh, he was nominated last year, I believe, for The Two Popes for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, okay. And uh, Stephen Yoon, the first American Asian to be nominated. Asian American. That's mad. Yep. But yeah, it's a, that's a very strong category again, but it, it feels like it's going to go in one direction, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I hope so. I genuinely hope so. And then then on to uh, Best Director for uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, uh, the first... I'll get to that at the end, actually. Um, Emerald Fennel for uh, Promising Young Woman. Uh, yep. da- David Fincher for Mank. Uh, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. Yep. And Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Now, Lee Isaac Chung and Chloe Zhao are the first Asians to be nominated for Best Director. Uh, and Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennel, I believe, are only the second and third women to be nominated, and it's the first time, obviously, two women have been nominated for Best Director. I mean, look, one, amazing they've been nominated, yep. and it, you know what I mean, but it's, it's also, it shows how disgusting the industry can be if this is the second and third woman, women. Yeah. And After, um, after Sophia Coppola, I believe. Yeah, and the first two uh, people of Asian descent being nominated do you know what i mean like it's 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 heartbreaking i hope personally uh looking at all the films i would say nomadland or promising young woman and i'm not just saying that because they're directed by female like women i think i think them them two are the two strongest films in that category based on what i've heard i think nomadland is winning this yeah i hope so and but i'd be happy i'd be happy with any of them and it's funny because in the grand scheme of things all it makes me really happy about and excited for is Eternals (laughs) oh yeah that's going to be a fantastic film all she's done is talk up how much freedom they gave her as well so yeah and this was adapt this is a film that was adapted from something else she's got all the Eternals source material to work with I say all as if there's like I don't know how much there is um, to work with on her on Eternals which is already filmed so I'm so excited to see what she does with Eternals and yeah I think she'll win this award Um, the point I was making also about this Oscars in particular and I'll say this before we do the best picture nominations is this feels reactionary this feels like the only reason they've nominated more uh, Asian people black people um, people of colour in general and women is because of all the backlash of last year and this we've seen this happen before specifically with when Moonlight one that the year that Moonlight won, which was also the same year that Daniel Kaluuya was nominated for Best Actor. Yeah, uh, I believe. But this, it's the kind of thing where, is it just going to be a gimmick that happens every few years when when people start to get annoyed, or can this for once become the norm because it should be? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I personally think it's 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 almost quite heartbreaking that it takes a backlash like mm-hmm. last year. For them to then nominate these amazing filmmakers, actors, set designers, yeah, you know, anyone, do you know what I mean? And it should be, it should be absolutely free for all. It should be, if it should be down to what's made. It shouldn't be down to the politics. It shouldn't be down to this, that, or the yeah. other. It should be what's made, regardless of if they're a person of color or whatever descent you come from. It should just be if you've done a good bit of filmmaking, of course you get nominated. Yeah. And it's a, it's a shame that, like I said, these are the first two people of Asian descent to be nominated. It's a shame that it's the second and third females to be nominated for directing. 
I think it's genuinely heartbreaking the state of 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 yeah how last year and what's happened again like you said a couple of years ago with Moonlight um yeah I hope it becomes the norm because I I, can't, I think it's disgusting that it hasn't become the norm but I guess we'll have to I guess it's just a case of waiting and seeing but um yeah. I hope I genuinely hope this is the start of of change for a lot of people because mm-hmm. like as someone who is uh Indian so I am a person of color and want to work in the film industry I am happy to see this kind of pro- uh, progression yeah, like, of course. Riz Ahmed, you know, he's a British Indian. I'm a British. Well, not Indian, but British Asian. Um, I think he's Indian, actually. I'm not sure. Or Pakistani. Anyway, same area. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. And it's it's great to see that like happen. Yeah. Um. Hundred percent. So you know, it. It's. I'm. I think it will continue to get to progress because as we go further and further into the future and all the old white men in Hollywood are, you know, gradually going away. Um, we will see this progression keep keep happening. Um, I hope. And I just hope it doesn't remain a gimmick. That's all. That's all. So when I saw these nominations, I was very happy with some of the choices, but I can't help thinking this is just a response to last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with some of the choices, but it does make you sad due to why the choices yep. have probably been made. Yeah. Yeah. So, on to the final category then. Best Picture nominations. Um, the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Very strong. Very strong year. I've only seen three of these. Um... I'd like to say I think Nomadland will get it. If Hollywood becomes predictable again, it'll be Mank. Yeah, I, I, this is one that I would not be surprised goes to Mank. Mm-hmm. Purely, yeah. again, purely because unlike any other year, what especially what the film is documenting, yeah, and is is about. I, I, it's almost certain it's going to go to Mank. Do I think it deserves it? Not necessarily. I think there's some other films there that deserve it probably a bit more. Like, I'm sure Judas and the Black Messiah, um, Minari, Nomadland, Promise a Young Woman, Sound of Metal. I think all but... of them could possibly be like worthy of it. Obviously, this is why they're nominated. But um, it is no, it's a difficult. Again, where we haven't seen a lot of these films, it's very difficult to determine our own opinions, really. Um, yeah. But like, it's like I say, out of, out of the three films I've seen, I think Mank is the most likely to win. Um, but out, that's only out of the three I've seen. Yeah, of course. But you never know. You know, we could be surprised. Last year, obviously, Parasite won best picture, best director, best international feature, and yeah, best, I still need to see that best original screenplay as well. It's it. You should. Yeah, you do. You, I'm not going to say anything. You do need to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll get that's again. That's another film that's yeah that's on my list. And like, so maybe we will be surprised again. Everyone was surprised last year. Everyone was like, "Parasite deserves to get all these awards," and then it did get the it ones. Did. So, I hope so. I hope it's, it's, yeah. I it's 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 so hard to say because you know even with Mank, people have worked on this film. People have, you know, worked very hard on the film, and I'm sure it's very deserving of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Everyone's worked hard on all yeah. of these films. You can't you can't discount anyone's. You know, obviously their work rate in all of these films. They. 
even though we've maybe not made any feature films, we know the work that goes into making anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have to admire it. You might not like a film. Um, some people may not be good on film sets. So you, <laughs> but yeah, it's at the end of the day, they're all works of art. Yeah, for sure. I look forward to look forward to watching the Oscar ceremony. I probably won't watch it because of the time, and I'll have I think I have work, so I'll probably but I'll I'll probably keep an eye on it on my phone. I always do. Yeah, that's fair. I don't watch them anymore now that they've not got hosts because it's just a bit of it's just not as interesting. As interesting. Yeah, but that's yeah. it. That's the Academy Awards. Uh, I've mentioned throughout, obviously, if you if you're paying enough attention, uh, where to watch a lot of those films. He has. He I can confirm he did mention. So if you are interested in seeing any of those. Go and watch them. Yeah. And the Oscars is being held on Harry. Do you have that information? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is the one bit I'm I'm for. Is it the twenty fourth of April? I I thought it was the twenty first of April. It's around. I don't know what the day is. That's the thing. So. Here we go. Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth of April uh, at one a.m. British summer time. There we go. He did it for me. Yeah. Well, Connor, the Academy Awards is all about film. Yes. It's all about films that are released that we watch. It's all about films that 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 are meant to be fantastic. Meant to be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Another film got released last week, and no, it is not the Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. It is the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, it was released on uh, Thursday, the eighteenth of March. Um, it was released on HBO Max in Euro- in the US, and in this country, it was released on the UK. It's released on Sky Store, Now TV. Jesus Christ, get with it, Harry. Get same thing. It. Same thing. Um, now, instead of referring to it as Zack Snyder's Justice League. I will be referring to it as the Snyder Cut. It's just easier to say. Yeah, it's just okay. easier. Or just Justice League, you know, it is. Yeah, it is so um, we are now going to do a deep dive was into a... it. Would you, would you prefer to do no spoilers and spoilers, or would you prefer to jump straight into spoilers? This is very difficult, because it's a very long film. It itself is split into six parts. If you want to include, there's it's split into six parts. Well, the cha- I've got the titles, yeah, I'll read um, out the titles. So... Oh, it's a very difficult one to, to say. We Look, can also say Zack Snyder himself basically told everyone what was going to happen in this film as he was leading up to actually getting a chance to make it. So, right. So overall, the, I was going to say, you... are there that many surprises? I would I would say, if you've seen Justice League twenty seventeen, the key elements of the plot are there are similar slash the same in some aspects. Yeah, there are there are some surprises in this film that are. Let's just but for hardcore like... DC for hardcore DC fans, the the surprise in this film will be will be big. But we'll let's go into spoilers if you haven't I was seen. Gonna, yeah, I was gonna say let's just say we're gonna spoil this film because we're, we're gonna not have a fun time trying to talk about it without spoilers. Yeah, so if you haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League just yet, and you don't and if, and if you really to want anything, to, and for some reason you listen to this beforehand. <laughs> You know, watch the film. Yeah. Come back. Fine. Um, yeah, watch the film. Watch the four-hour film, and then come back for this podcast immediately after. Maybe give yourself a bit of a break. 
because it is a, um, a film that is well i say it's it is four hours it's four hours and two minutes if you're watching it in the cinema take 10 minutes off because of no intermission well yeah it's also because of frame so it's four hours two minutes on some devices uh but it's really? three hours and 52 yes yeah, three hours and 52 minutes on now tv due to frame rates okay oh um, is that why yeah that's weird um, I did find so, some frame rate like, issues actually. So, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna jump into it now. We're gonna yeah, go. We uh, we're gonna kind of. I, we're gonna go as chronological as possible. I, I wanted to I'll... make a. As, yeah, we will. I just wanted to make a quick point, uh, just about back uh, an Oscar thing because you meant when you were mentioning about films being nominated and all that, yeah. and they're good films and shit like that. I was talking to uh, my friend the other day, and he said to me, um, like, it's weird that they only nominate, like, a certain, like, group of films. Like, they don't nominate, all like, loads of films. And um, my response to him was because they only nominate good films. <laughs> Fair play. So you're, you're confirming that Suicide Squad that was nominated for Best Costume, I, I think. I also good. said except for technical awards. Because Transformers, the first three Transformers films were nominated for technical awards. So... You son of a bitch. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump into it now. Again, if you've not seen it yet, maybe jump out from yeah now. Let's try and stick to still, everything that happens here? in each part. Let's try not to jump around too much unless we feel we necessarily unless we feel we it's necessary. Yeah. So if you're still here, hello. Thank you for staying. Um, for what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna read out just what all six acts' names are. I was trying to. When I was writing my notes, I was trying to get it so I knew what happened in each act, but I didn't manage to do it necessarily. But we are going to talk about it in chronological order. Mm-hmm. It is a hefty film. Um, yeah. But we're not, we're not going to say, right, let's start with Dunk, Act 1. What happens if we, I'm going to say the name of the acts at the start, and then we'll go that way. Mm-hmm. So, Zack Snyder's Justice League, obviously directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, screenplay by Chris Terrio. Story by Chris Terrio, Zack Snyder, and Will Bial, I want to say. Um, cinematography by Fabian Wagner music by Tom Hulkenberg otherwise known as Junkie XL um, this was a film that was meant to be released in 2017 uh, obviously it never got released due to um, Snack Snyder leaving the project due to family loss and it got taken over and it got remade in the the Whedon Warner Brothers cut which is just shite um, before we get on to initial opinions the film is split into six acts and an epilogue Mm-hmm. So seven um, parts. Well, ten- <laughs> yeah, te- well, technically eight parts. Opening sequence, six acts, epilogue. Yeah. Um, the opening sequence is just called the opening sequence, and then the acts are as follows. So you have Act One, don't count on it, Batman. Act Two, The Age of Heroes. Act Three, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Uh, Act Four, Change Machine. Act Five, All the King's Men. Act Six, Something Darker, and then the epilogue, A Father Twice Over. Um. This is again. This is a film that we we knew we were going to talk about, and we were building towards. This is a film that I was due from the trailers. I was quite excited by. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start with Connor. Mm-hmm. What were your initial opinions? Um, for this, I'm gonna. I, I think I don't want to say how I felt about the film overall right at the start. I'd rather leave that until the end. Uh, what I'm gonna because what I'm going what I'm gonna say is um, I didn't have a lot of faith going into Justice League in 2017 because I was I'm not a big fan of Zack Snyder's approach to these films uh, and the DC's overall approach in general, Um, namely how rushed it all is. Okay. I know we had we all had a fun time watching Justice League. (laughs) 
Not necessarily because it was a great film. Initially, but... I did that. I did think I had fond memories of seeing the film in the sense that I thought like that nah, it was fun enough. Um, yeah. But then I also the, was in the mindset of if I'm coming out of Justice League going, it was just a little bit fun. There's something wrong. A Justice League film shouldn't be just a bit fun. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to see what Zack Snyder was planning what he'd wanted to do initially and what he was doing with this one that doesn't necessarily mean I ever had any faith um, because of my opinions of his other stuff I know what he's good at and I like parts of what he's good at I just overall not really enjoyed his work okay. so that's what I'm going to say going into as a precursor to this before we start talking about it I think saving I think saving our initial reactions to the end is better in terms of not initial reactions, but are like what we think of the film, how we thought about it. I'm going to do that anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, I I agree with you to an extent. I'm I'm a fan of Snyder. I, I appreciate his work. I think um, I like elements of Man of Steel and elements of Batman v Superman. I rewatched them recently in the lead up to this. Um. I was excited for this film due to the trailers and just purely due to the hype and story around it. Um, yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't overly, all right. I wasn't disappointed is what I'll leave it at. And as we get into it and I'll say my, my actual thoughts right at the very end. I guess then what I can say is I didn't hate it. <laughs> Okay. Um, do you wanna do you wanna tell everyone like just a very brief brief plot? Oh God, can you? Ugh. I'll do it. I'll say not really. Sorry. <laughs> like, so uh, set after um, Batman v Superman. Superman has been killed. Um, Batman basically says that he needs to bring together a group of remarkable people, kind of help a world against a threat known as Steppenwolf and Darkseid. They are going to try to unite three mother boxes to destroy the Earth. Um, that's a basic plot. That's as basic as I can, as yeah. I can get it. Yeah, that's um, that's the plot. I'd say that's fair. That's the no. plot of this four-hour movie. Um, let's start with the beginning. Then let's start straight from the top. Um, the opening sequence. It's... You see, you see Superman's death again, but from a different angle, and you see. The, like we see in the trailer we spoke about in our trailer breakdown you see the echo of his death kind of going around the world and yeah. how it affects each kind of elements of this universe we might have seen in like Wonder Woman or um, Atlantis and the and how it affects the yeah. mother boxes and this is all technically before Wonder Woman and um, Aquaman yes true no Wonder Woman Wonder Woman came out did Wonder Woman before... come before it? Yeah, it was Aquaman that came after. Okay, Aquaman definitely came. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, silence. Cool. I, that's all I had. I, I didn't. Um, I didn't know what else. I didn't know. What you, did you ask me anything? I don't. Know. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah. So we see Superman's death. We see we see the 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 echo reverberate around the world, and this kind of leads into like a nine minute opening sequence of of how it affects each mother box. You see the mother boxes start to activate. Um, as opening sequences go, it was alright. It wasn't too bad. Better than the other one. Yeah, I don't remember the other one, but yeah, this is a it's um it's it's a it's a nice little little sequence. I found it was weird how it it does transition into like the present day, and I didn't know when it was doing that. It just kind of did. 
suddenly we're with Batman in the mountains. Yeah, that was a. It was quite a. But yeah, um, it was a bit of a juxtaposition, I guess. And I also felt it was a little bit long. I think you can say that about this film. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I was it. Um, I will. I will also actually quickly say any complaints I have about length are all in the first half of the film. Right. Okay. Um, but um, so. I feel like it does. It, it just drags the scene a bit much. I was feeling like it didn't need to linger on it so much because it got to the point where hearing that Superman yell just became funny. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, it's still going. Uh, I um, love it. So um, yeah, that's so... the only complaint I really have about it. It's a nice sequence, though. It's like a nice little. You feel the it's impact of it. It's immediately very different in tone. Yeah. From oh, yeah. the original Justice League that we got. It's immediately Zack Snyder, I yeah. felt. Oh, yeah. And one, <laughs> one, thing, one thing I felt about this film that I'll say at the moment, and I think, you, I mean, you might disagree with me. The plot is long, uh, the, the length is long, yes. What I appreciate about this film is, though, it it explains, the problem with, the problem with Justice League 2017, it just did it. And it didn't explain any of it. We didn't know why it was happening. It was just, all right, we're doing this. Superman's coming back. Fuck it. We're going we're gonna to save the world. We saved the world. Great. Yeah. Well, isn't that film like this, less than two hours? Yeah. This really took its time. And I mean, it really took its time. But it took its time to, to actually explain the reasons for doing what they're doing as it was going along. I felt... And I also felt... This, this felt different in tone, at least at the start for me, with Snyder's... Than, in this film than Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Like Batman v Superman is a very like dun 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 I'm sad film. Yeah. This didn't feel like that from the get go for me. It felt more I dunno, hopeful, I guess. Maybe. We'll, we'll get I'm not yeah. I, we'll get into it, but so the opening act ends and Act One begins with uh, very similar to the twenty seventeen cut Batman goes to recruit Aquaman um, again quite a nice scene he's very very similar to the 2017 version maybe just different lines and different shots well it's I feel like in the other one they play it more for Batman's seems like he, in in the, in the uh, Joss Whedon version he's very much trying to get a rise out of Aquaman where this time it's very much more he's, he needs the help he's, he's being a bit more genuine with him yeah like and there's sure. a, I do like how he's like when he's obviously it's because we know Aquaman, who Aquaman is at that point and obviously Bruce does as well I like it when he's like talking about I need to speak to this guy and he's like I need to speak to him now and he's like looking at uh, Jason Momoa while yeah. he's saying it one like, thing one knows. thing I, one thing I did feel in this as well was I I liked the team a lot more in this than in the 2017 version yeah it felt like they had more chemistry in this and I guess maybe it's because in 2017 they they were going through quite a rough time refilming yeah. and wasn't enjoying it as much. I I can say um, you got to think about most most of this is obviously all uh, filmed beforehand as well, isn't it? Yes. Like most of this was all just stuff that wasn't used because Joss Whedon wanted to go and make it his own. Um, this was this was filmed pretty much back to back with Batman v Superman. So I will say yes, I think that the uh, the team interact very well together. Um, I, but they seem to. 
in a film that's four hours long, they seem to become friendly with each other too quickly. Like, they start talking to each other as if they've known each other for weeks. And it, but yeah, it takes a good hour and a half for them to be introduced to one another as well. Yeah. Um, right, we'll get well, well, we'll get to that bit. We'll, we'll move to um, to Batman recruits Aquaman. Aquaman's like, nah. That's to see. that's also a bit where it had like it had that woman singing for the women singing for some reason. Actually, what I was about to ask Which you, I was, was like, what the hell is going on here? And she's like sniffing his jumper, and it's like, all right, okay, she likes fish was... men. <laughs> I was kind of just kind of sitting there going, what the fuck? Is yeah, this? and there's a, I think there's a lot of. There's a lot of that in this first half of the film where it feels like, is this necessary? What does this do? Like, yeah, you can you can see that you can see some elements of this film. He's included for the sake of he's getting to release it, so he's including everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing I did like about the first act is the Amazonian battle between Steppenwolf and the Amazons. That was that. That was good. I had a lot of. Good, it was very brutal. It was much more. You know, there was blood coming. Like there was one. Bit yeah. Where this film is R-rated, so. <laughs> yeah, he whacks someone with an axe, and you just see blood. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of blood in this film. Um, very, very Snyder. I think that's. I think that's the thing is that's where Snyder does, does uh, come into his own. He is good with the action. Oh, stuff. his action sequences are good. Set. I'm not. Yeah, I'm never gonna. I my favorite part of Man of Steel is just when the city's being destroyed <laughs> yeah but um, I really I really enjoyed that sequence because it took a sequence that we that we it was nice to see it going a different way yeah and that's how you kind of for me that's when you kind of knew because this is this is yes the elements and of the plot are the same but this is a new film if you if you it you feels like it. it it feels like it Do you know what I mean yeah it felt like I was watching it felt like I was watching a brand new film with with elements that I might have seen before yeah because um, even as the story goes on okay yeah they go to the same location it was it was basically a film that had the same cast similar plot points and the same locations but it does it in a completely different way yeah. this is one of those things where it does show you that this, this is very much this is Zack Snyder's Justice League like this is his vision like uh, and the last one was a justice was just it, I don't I can't yeah, I don't want to really compare them because they are t- two different filmmakers as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It felt more. The last one felt more producers and the company the saying, right, let's try and do it. Let's try and make it fun so people enjoy it. One thing, one thing I will say about Snyder's film and the way he handles the characters, I think he handles Batman quite well. I think he handles Batman at points better than superman um if i if we're going to talk about i can talk about we can talk about the characters themselves for a bit like the main six at least yeah sorry yeah, yeah. i mean we'll, um, include, we'll include we'll include stephen wolf because he was part of the the I, amazon battle oh i was going to say we could talk about the characters now if you wanted to but yeah no sorry yeah. no yeah go for characters. Um, I, was, I like yeah i like batman's representation in this i feel like uh i don't know i i, I made this point to my friend um it felt like Batman Ben Affleck's voice was pitched up. A little bit, I guess. Like it didn't. Uh, maybe it is just here. Maybe it's just a different. Like he, I felt, but maybe it's because he was obviously in the Joss Whedon version. It was a much lazier performance, and obviously he would have probably recorded new audio as well. Yeah. Um. Because obviously a lot of films are, are dubbed in post. Um. 
but yeah, I know I like Ben Affleck again. I like I've always liked Ben Affleck. He was it, it felt lazy in Justice League. It felt like he didn't want to be there. Um, yeah, this one you actually see that he actually is enjoying what's being made more. He's so much more in the character. Yeah, and I you feel. can obviously take that. Um, like it was filmed before the first one, and most of this as well. So, and I don't, I can't, I can't distinguish between what's new and what's old. Um, but yeah, no, I liked Batman's representation in this. I feel like he was he was interesting enough. He doesn't, he wasn't my like I'm, I'm my favorite member of the team, and I think the member that got the most is the one that Zack Snyder said would get the most, and that's uh, Cyborg. Yeah, for Cyborg, I think is the standout of this. Of this. Yes. Yeah. And this film. My friend even said that that he is, as Zack Snyder said, the heart of the movie. A hundred percent. And it was, it was, it was, it was such a, it was so nice to see as well. Because obviously, especially in recent times where where um, there's been a lot of political stuff happening outside the film, it was nice to actually see Ray Fisher embrace the role of cyborg and really go for it. And he he gives it his all. Like, like you said, all the cast are fantastic, but. Cyborg was the one that came when I came away. I was like, "Yeah, that was that was." It was like it was his story. Yeah, almost. It was. It felt. It definitely felt like it was his film. Sure. Um, he'd had so much development. He had so many like interesting directions he went in. Um, and I cared for him like in this film. Yeah, I didn't care about him at all in the original yeah. one. Where I didn't, um, I didn't care. No, of course, and that's just because that was that was because of how he was represented in that one. He wasn't given oh. he wasn't given anything in that one. They he, cut ninety percent of his scenes. Yeah, yeah, but um, and, uh, yeah, I know, and obviously Ray Fish has been very vocal about that, as he should be. Um, yeah, 100%. because he was mistreated in that production, clearly. Um, but yeah, I loved him in this film, and I think he, yeah, he was the best. I think he was the best. He was the standout. Yeah, he was fantastic. I think I think I really enjoyed Wonder Woman in this as well. I've always I, been a fan of, yeah. of Gal Gadot, but she wasn't she wasn't my standout in no. this film. I thought she was um, she wasn't the weakest, but she was just a bit bland. She was it was more like her character was was more just there yeah. at points. I um I I always enjoyed Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I've well, always liked his Here's the thing I with Aquaman um I don't like him in this film because it's before Aquaman and it, it doesn't feel like a fully realized character yet. Yeah. So it feels a bit I'm known I don't know I wasn't always on board with his representation in this film and I felt like he didn't get a lot. I I liked him. I prefer him in the Aquaman film. Oh yeah. Obviously. He's more fun in um, that as well. Yeah, but I can I like him in this cuz I can see how the journey starts. Because yeah, he does the end of the film does directly link to the start of Aquaman, which yeah, yeah. I quite liked. Um, one, one, right. I want to talk about the Flash, right? Yeah. And Ezra Miller's the Flash, right? Again, look, Ezra Miller as an actor, he he has they. a lot of things going on. They, sorry, they. I apologize. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, have a lot of things going on. A lot of people are fans. A lot of people are not fans. Yeah, there was um, a lot of stuff about it that Ezra Miller wasn't there. And, there was that weird video that came out about them. Yeah, and I'm not going to talk about if I'm a fan of Ezra Miller in general, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about him in terms of this film. Yeah. <clears throat> Apologies. Um, I wasn't a big fan of his inter- of their interpretation of the Flash in 27 Justice League. When this film started, I felt the same because they were. It felt like a lot of his scenes were similar to the 2017 version. Like those wasn't really changed. He's a bit much. Yes, as the film goes on. I I grow to like his character a bit more. Yeah, he does. I like, like I was 
whereas in the uh, in the Joss Whedon version, he remains like a joke character the whole time. He becomes a bit more serious as the film goes on. Yeah, I think for the first half of the film, I like the character because I've always liked the Flash. Right, I'm a big fan of the Flash. I like the comics. Mm-hmm. Flashpoint is one of my favorite comics of all time. Um, I I the first half of this film is a bit un- intolerable for me. Yeah. But I appreciate he's there. I think he comes into his own in the second half of the film, and especially in the final act, is when I was like, quite no, I like the Flash in this. I would like to see more of this part of the Flash in the future in the films. Yeah. Um, but I'll, obviously we'll get to that when we get to the to the final act. But um, yeah, I think out of the characters, I and again with Superman coming back, um, which is another one we haven't spoke about yet. Mm-hmm. It was. Whereas before in 2017, we were, everyone was like, "How is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? How much in the, of the film is he in?" I really enjoyed the Superman stuff in this. I I I, I do enjoy how the Superman stuff. I feel like I obviously it's because of when he comes back and all that kind of stuff. He's very underutilized, of course. Yeah, of course, but I don't. I think at the same time, it's not his film. No, it's, it's about the rest of them, I guess. And I think I think when he is in it. I really like the. I've always liked the Hans Zimmer theme of Superman. It kind of makes you feel hopeful, and then he's seen he's in that kind of that kind of comes in a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of makes its own. Um, it was really good to see him back on screen. Yeah, I'd say he's in a, a he's in the last hour of the film, but he's not for the full hour. Like he comes back at, at like the like an hour and twenty minutes left mark. I think I, it was. I think I made the point. Um... I think it's something like two hours thirty seven minutes now. I turned to a friend and said, "And Superman's just coming back." <laughs> something there like is, that. There is, there is the argument of, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but there is the argument of Zack Snyder doesn't really know how to handle Superman. Maybe my thing is that I don't. I like. It's funny because I can. It's a very contradictory statement. What I'm going to say. I like Henry Cavill as Superman Clark Kent. I think he's the blandest character in the world, though. Yeah, you basically said I really like him, but he's shit. Yeah, like I know, it's weird because I really think I like Henry Cavill especially, and I think he could be a, an amazing Clark Kent Superman. At the moment, he's just an average Clark Kent Superman. Yeah, I like him as Superman, but I think the material he gets given mm-hmm. doesn't get to showcase the character enough. Even in Man of Steel, it's very much a, it's meant to be about Superman, yeah. but it focuses too much on the other characters. It's in this film, especially when he shows up at the end, where he feels more and more like Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of Superman. I don't know a lot about Superman, so me saying that isn't you know don't take my word as whatever the phrase is. Um, but yeah, so I I just I do like I don't know. <laughs> He feels him in this better at the end. Yeah, him in this film and him in the final act is the best showcase of him as Superman with his yeah. powers. I think there's a bit more fun um, to it, despite yeah, exactly the brutality and a bit, there as well, and a bit more kind of variety. Yeah, in the showcasing of his powers. Yeah, I think. But this is uh, that's um, technically the first time we see his freeze breath, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but so back to back to the beginning, more towards the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we have we have the Amazon battle. It's yeah. very brutal. It's very bloody. It's, it's it's I really enjoyed that scene. Yep. And then kind of from that we're led into Wonder Woman's introduction. Right. Yes. Again, it's it's in the 2017 version. It's very very similar. There's a bank robbery and she goes to save a bunch of school kids. Oh yeah, that difference is it's a very similar scene except it feels a bit more impactful this time ask you ask you about especially with Wonder Woman right and I've mm. asked a couple of other people um, the score of this film I really really enjoy right I, I really like the score for this mm-hmm. but what do you think of Wonder Woman's theme in this with the uh, like the uh, like all the very the distracting yeah it, and it, it it's <laughs> it feels forced in yeah yeah no exactly it... I it was any time that was happening I was like this is so distracting I can't like, I, I like a sound. I can understand. Sorry, I was saying I like a good soundtrack, or I like a soundtrack that's so just fine that it's it fits the film, but it's just you don't notice it. I notice this too much. Yeah, for me, I appreciate what he was, what John Kixer was doing with this part of the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but it was too. It was very like for me. It reminded me of the Last Kingdom on Netflix, Vikings. Mm-hmm. It was of that era and that tone. I don't I can, think it. Fits. I can see why they would maybe do that, but yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think if it. But overall, like the the, the overall soundtrack, bar that particular those particular parts, I loved. I really, really enjoyed this soundtrack. I was listening to it again uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was listening to elements of it yesterday. And I really, really enjoy it. Uh, especially like you get more of a theme for Batman, and you get like when the Justice League are together is great. When Superman comes in, but yeah, those. It feels like Wonder Woman. It's just not utilized in a way of, especially with her music. It's just a bit forced in, almost. Doesn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know the sequence when the Amazonians are sending that that arrow, you know, to alert Wonder Woman that this, you know, invasion. Yeah. It for something that they really needed to do and get, you know, we need to alert her. Uh, they took their fucking sweet ass time, didn't they? Yeah, that's a in very a good sequence play, yeah. where they're like, we must do all this, you know. This oh, it was like, what is this? Just fire the arrow. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. The thing, the thing, the thing about the arrow, especially, was it, it was almost like I get the ceremony was the whole, you know, let's open the box and it's this, it's a ceremony almost. But it was like one person opens the box, one person picks the arrow, one person gets the bow. It was like if it was me, I'd just be like, right, I'm opening the box, get the bow, arrow in the fire, please come, Diana. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be a five-minute fucking ceremony. Not that's in a, for sure. Not in a four-hour-long movie. It didn't. Yeah, it's those. It's little bits like that that yep. can be cut down. Yep. I think I don't think his vision would have fit a two-hour film. No. I think I think it could it could definitely be cut down to more of a three-hour film. Definitely, yeah. There's there's definitely bits you could cut down, you could shorten scenes. I saw a lot of that, mainly in the first half, as I've already said. Yeah. Um, well, okay, moving on from uh, one of them's introduction and the weird... Yep. Um, so, as... as Actually, a... something I saw, I saw something on Twitter about this, sorry, um, was, like, she's, like, you know, kneeling down and being, like, all this, like, you know, this superhero with these these kids... While there's like yeah, a, got... <laughs> a man with his head cracked open against the wall. 
there was something actually so i i watched this and uh my girlfriend maddie was in the room where she was playing the switch uh and she wasn't really paying much attention but when the scene when um one of the women bends down and she's uh, the girl's like can i be a hero like you and it was the girl was uh one of them was like you can be whatever you want to be my girlfriend was just like what if she turned around and said something like i want to be an ambulance like <laughs> just like well, i want to be a, a terrorist well my thing like, is that i also turned i turned to kyle and said no you can't be like me i was sculpted from clay by zeus himself <laughs> it's just i love i love watching these films of other people as well because it's again just quickly when superman comes back and he kisses lois lane maddie was like she's kissing a fucking corpse and i was like <laughs> yeah she is, she is you're not wrong i mean i was like, i'm sure these had a shower but it's well, just not nice yes of course it's just I just had to tell you it's just really funny. Um but so yeah, so we get we get the Amazon battle, we get the Wonder Woman introductions, and then it kinda of leads into the next act where you see more of Arthur Curry and of Barry Allen. Yeah. So we see we see um Arthur Curry come to Atlantis to to check on one of the mother boxes where he sees Volko, William Defoe from mm-hmm. Ackman. This was something I wrote. And what I wrote was Volko isn't needed in this film. Nope. With Mi- Mira, fine elements of Aquaman, you can see how it builds in, but it doesn't need both of them. And also, Mira's accent is fucking awful. Yeah, why did they change that? I don't know. I think it was meant to be British when Snyder was doing it, but then one thing that the producers did right was change it to American. Because then she it's... had that American accent in Aquaman, so why would they change it back? Well, unless the footage. did she film any new footage for this? I want to say yes because like the nightmare stuff at the end yeah. of the film is new. Okay, that's all new footage. Okay, then then maybe that's. But he just said that we're doing it my way now. I don't care. But he has also said, didn't he? Like imply that technically Aquaman like doesn't have to take place after his version. Yeah, he does that, which is weird because the last one of the last lines from Jason Mike in this film, so I'm going to see my dad. Directly, yeah, <laughs> directly sets up the start of Aquaman. Well, the start of Aquaman is him taking out that, to see his that boat first, and then he goes to see his dad. Yeah, and he sees his dad. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, her accent is just fucking terrible. It's so bad. It's, it's forced. It's not needed. It was distracting because I did spend a lot of time being like, at first, being like, she's talking in the British accent. Yeah, but I'm um, yeah. Falco isn't needed. I can see why Snyder would want to include him, but it's like have one or the other. We don't need both in this particular. It's because vision. it's obviously because Will- he put he was putting everything in that he because Willem Dafoe filmed his scenes obviously for it initially, didn't he? Yeah, true. And I guess you know at the time it was going to directly link to Aquaman straight yeah. after. So so you can you can see why I do it was filmed. I do appreciate that Willem Dafoe uh, Volko got a haircut before Aquaman though. Yeah, because that is not a good look. <laughs> that is that is up there with Hawkeye Mohawk worst haircut. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and then we also get uh, more about Barry Allen. So we see the relationship with his dad. I like those that. Scene. I really like that scene. For those that know the Flash from the comics, um, for, sorry, for those who don't know the character of the Flash from the comics, basically, when Barry is a little boy, his mother's killed. Um, by the reverse flash and it's blamed on his dad so his dad gets locked in prison and the the kind of moral compass for Barry growing up is 
he's gonna he's gonna get his dad out of prison by becoming like a lab technician in in uh, Central City Police Department. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really nice to see uh, the scene between those two. It's also kind of sad because Hen- Henry, or is it sorry Billy Crudup, is no longer gonna be playing the Flash's dad due to scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Um, but again, I do like that scene. It kind of gives you more of a emotional side to Barry, not just him going, "I oh, look, it's me. I'm funny." Ha 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 ha. It was a bit like, "Yeah, right." Yeah, it's it's more interesting. Um, and we also correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is also the act where we get the big uh, dark side flashback where she's explaining the mother boxes. Wonder what, Woman explains to Batman. Yeah, well, and then we get the. I don't know if it. I don't know part. I can't remember part by part. But um, but then we get that that whole battle sequence. Yes. So um, one thing I did write about that bit in particular is Darkseid gets kicked the shit out of in that scene. <laughs> He's meant to be like the Thanos of DC, and he gets well, kicked the crap out. Well, that's the point. He comes to the planet to do his do his do his thing, um, and then yeah, he gets beaten that's the thing and then he obviously runs away <laughs> look it was it, that is also a good scene so it's basically Wonder Woman explaining the mother boxes and how if they unite it turns the world into something of Darkseid's like vision basically hence the nightmare sequences was it, yeah but, quite, um, it's the uh, the, what's it what's the thing called the anti the, the anti-life the equation equa- that's it yeah, the, the anti-life equation. equation Um, and then that's a big theme in this film which sets up Justice League 2 and 3 which we'll be talking about next week which yeah. Connor's very excited about. But, I, will, um, <laughs> I will say um, that I did like that sequence. I love those big battle sequences, and I, I appreciate that uh, he brought over Leonidas from Three Hundred to play Zeus. <laughs> it also had. Um, I didn't realize <laughs> that's not true. I just, I just want to say. <laughs> oh, it had uh, David Fuelis from Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, playing. Yeah, as um, his face at least. Yeah, never <laughs> noticed that before. He was. Um, I guess it's new. He was actually technically credited in. Um, Last Justice League, as well. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, he's in there. Okay, whatever. Anyway, but yeah. Um. But yeah, that whole scene. That whole scene's great. Getting to see a bit of Dark Side because again, this film. This film is very much a. Uh, you can see the setup for what he wants to do, and obviously, Dark Side is not the main villain in this film. He's almost he's Thanos almost in terms of he he appears, but they they're saving him for a bigger film if it ever gets made. Mm-hmm. But. Um, we the, the the biggest villain in here is Steppenwolf, and what I liked about Steppenwolf in the first couple of acts is you you actually see the motivation for him in this film. You understand why he's doing what he's doing in Justice yeah. in 2017. It was just I'm going to unite the boxes for Darkseid, hooray! Well, it's so he, it's so he can impress his nephew because obviously Steppenwolf is Darkseid's uncle. <laughs> oh yeah, but in this is actually you learn that he betrayed Darkseid in the past, yeah, and he's doing this to gain back his trust. I liked. I liked actually learning more of Steppenwolf because it made me feel like, oh, he's actually a more thought-out villain. He's not just there. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I actually initially I, when I saw the images and that, I was like, Steppenwolf just looks so stupid for this film. I I actually like like him in this film. I think he's decent. Yeah, I like I like him when he's getting all the arrows uh, plunged into him in the mascara, and he just kind of flexes and the metal just kind of pulls yeah. all the arrows out. That was quite fun. Um. Now it's around this point where kind of where the next act begins, and it's it's very much a cyborg 
heavy act so it's it's called yep. beloved mother beloved son i remember it because it was all about you see what happened to cyborg to make him cyborg mm-hmm. um so he's a he's a very successful football player in school you know he's got strong uh Lots of great good grades they say he's a genius <laughs> yeah all of this kind of stuff right and then he's in a car with his mum on the way back from a from a football game his dad hasn't turned up him and his mum have a car crash his mum passes yeah, so here's the thing about that though of course you're going to get in a car crash if you have a camera at the car crash angle come on just move the camera yeah, and it soon... won't be <laughs> move the camera soon... and there won't be a car crash <laughs> as soon as they were in the car and saying your dad couldn't be here I was like there's going to be a car crash yeah well then there's that car the... there's obviously the car crash angle has its name for a reason <laughs> which is when yeah, the, the camera's obviously looking out the... there's a lot of space oh. uh when the you can see the person who's sitting in the driver's seat and you can see all the space in front of them and you can see out the window, you always know that's going to end in a car crash. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing. You kind of knew how how yeah. how he became cyborg, but it was nice just to see it from his perspective. Well, almost, it was nice to actually see it this time. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, he does. You you see more of him discovered his cyborg and he uses his powers to give like a quite a vulnerable mother quite a lot of money yeah and it's just you That's can't nice you just kind of, yeah you kind of just get to see him be a bit of a hero and learn that he's it's the first time you actually see because at this point in the film he's all i'm a monster i can't do anything but this is the first time you actually see him go a bit oh actually i can i can, I can actually help people yeah and then you coincide this with you get you get the flash and iris west you get the sequence of him saving her from her car crash. That's before he goes to see his dad, isn't it? Uh, I will, yeah. Yes. That's, a, that's Sorry, our first yes. scene with the Flash. Sorry, yes, it is. Um, scene's fine. Iris West is going to be back in the Flash yeah. film, which no, is I, nice. Actually, yeah, I quite, I quite like it. I also, I, I'm watching it being like cause that truck driver when he drops his burger, and I'm just like, you would, you, after that amount of time trying to reach, you're driving a truck through like a little city like that, you would give up. You'd would, be like, no, I've lost would, it. I've lost it now. I'll get it when I stop. If you were that bad, you would pull over. You wouldn't keep going to try and pick it up if you're driving a massive lorry through the middle of a town. And and then you can also say Iris wasn't paying any fucking attention either. <laughs> yeah, no, she just, she was too busy looking at Barry going, I love you. And then oh, when, when Barry has his little sequence and he takes that hot dog and puts it in his pocket and uh, I was like, I turned to Carl and I was like, dollars to donuts. He's gonna use that to get the job at the fucking <laughs> with the dogs. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. See, at first I was like, "That's just him for food," and then I saw him use it for the dogs, and I was like, "Yeah, right, that's quite smart." It's not really smart. Um, I figured it out. I was like, "That's just gonna be." He's gonna. He's in the next scene. I did like that though when the dogs are just all over him, and he's just like <laughs> giving them yeah. the, the, the the fucking hot dog. <laughs> um, but from from this, what I forgot to talk about with the Flash as well, we also get the scene in the back in the Flash's kind of hideout yeah. with him and Bruce Wayne. That same scene. Um, yeah, it's with pretty more, much exactly with, the same. With more distracting music. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly the same. That was what I was saying at the start about how Ezra Miller. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I was sorry. I wasn't a fan of this incarnation of the Flash at this point because it was a bit too happily like, yeah. forceful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely um, enjoyed watching the things we hadn't seen before more than I did the, obviously the stuff we have seen. Yeah, hundred percent. He, I prefer the Flash in the second half of the film to the first half of the film, yeah. without a doubt. Um, 
but also a, a new kind of um, inclusion. I'm not sure if it was in this act, but it's around this point in the film. Uh, we get our first proper look at Martian Manhunter, mm. which is uh, General Swanwick. This comes off of something, another point I want to make, is that I didn't give a shit about Lois Lane in this film. At all. Her scenes felt so forced, they didn't need to be there. You know what I mean? I felt that... I understand why she's in it, because obviously... No, yeah, exactly, yeah. It feels like they were setting her up for a bigger part to play in 2 and 3, which again we'll get to next week and you'll understand, but... It's it's definitely like she is she is forced in this film to be the grieving widow, Clark's back, massive setup for Superman mm. for the next film. It what... wasn't like she had her own individual yeah. motivation in this film. Yeah, it's very she had it's what well, we got that the first scene we get with her is she's visiting the um the site. Yep. The the the, the monument thing. Um and then we get her that that scene when we think it's Martha Kent that comes to speak to her, but it's Martian Manhunter. What do you think of the look of Martian Manhunter? A bit weird, but it would grow on me. Yeah, he's fine. I he's a hard character, character to character. he's a hard character to get in live action. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but I also felt that scene was forced, and it makes you think, oh, is he going to have more? And then he he does show up again, but it's like nothing. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's sharp at the end of the film as well. Is is a uh, this is the next film. Get yourself ready. Yeah, I know. Um, but there, there so is I, a lot of setup. Again, it's things where it's like not hundred percent necessary. Okay to see, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. So moving moving swiftly on. Uh, um. Well, let's get to the let's get to the second half of the of the film. So we get the scene in an underground fight where basically the Justice League, the Justice League basically come together, yeah. right? Um, and they they go underground because they realise Steppenwolf has kidnapped uh, Cyborg's dad. Daddy, no! Is um, this bit? So this is we uh, obviously we get the um, the scene on the roof beforehand again. Of course, with Jim Gordon, yep, yeah, Jackie Simmons, um, which he's again woefully underutilised. I don't know. What... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Didn't yeah. care about him. It's the same scene, pretty much, isn't it? So he's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we go. Yeah, then we're under. Then we're underground. We're in the sewers, essentially. And yeah, and then again, all the scene underground is 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 very similar to the to the 2017 there's version, except for the some there's little difference. Right? There's little differences with the Flash and Cyborg. The Flash and Cyborg get a lot more to yeah. do. Um, I like that little bit with the Flash is like dodging the blast and then just pushes him through the door. Yeah, that was fun actually. Yeah. That was fun. It's it was it was nice to see the Justice League kind of come together at, at this first bit. Yeah, you know they they tried to take on Steppenwolf because Cyborg, you know, his dad's about to be killed, mm-hmm. so he's like, "No, Dad," and uh, you know tries to help him, yeah. and you kind of see this massive battle uh, erupt. Once the battle is happening, ex- Bar, Cyborg, and Flash. I would say it's it's a pretty similar scene. Mm-hmm. It's, there's not many differences, except you see the Flash of Cyborg help the civilians escape in a different way, um, and yeah. it all leads up to Aquaman's introduction when the tunnel floods and uh, they're trying to get out on the bat. Which again is all fun. It's all a, it's a it's a fun sequence. It's a nice sequence. I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There, you know, you, but you do get the the over 
Wonder Woman theme with the with the weird chiral choral stuff. Yeah, which again just feels weird in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that all kind of it all all of this is kind of sets up because at, at the end of that scene you get them outside again with Jim Gordon, um, talking about the mother boxes. At this point, Steppenwolf has two mother boxes. He gets one from Atlantis at the start of the film, um, and also from Femmascara. Yeah. Um, and at this point, they're like, well, "Where's the where's the last mother box?" And it's obviously Cyborg that has it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "He's like, I have the mother box. Here we go." And you're like, "Oh my god, he has the mother box." Um, don't yeah. know what that accent was. Really bad American accent then. Yeah. Um, and it kind of leads into their conversation about bringing back Superman. So obviously, a massive element of this film is is Superman coming back. Yeah. I was, the, the the conversation about bringing him back felt a lot quicker. You know what I mean? It felt like it just happened, and then suddenly it was like, "Yep, yeah, this is what we're doing. Done." <laughs> but it felt a lot more to the point as yeah, well. They did, I guess. Kind of, they did graze round it. They were like, "But I like that when Barry's like, so you know, why don't we bring him back? Because like, if we try and it doesn't work, mm-hmm. Steppenwolf gets the dark, gets the mother box, because he gets activated, and yeah. it all goes to hell." It's quite a dramatic I sequence like that. when he's like, "I'm not," because he's like, "I'm not going to say it," and then like Cyborg just does that projection, doesn't he? Of yeah, and then you get the you get his what are you uh, not doing if you're not saving the world theme from yeah. Man of Steel, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Superman's moving on to Superman's resurrection itself. Actually, no, sorry, sorry. Just before that, they're digging up Superman's body. Yeah. Right. Uh, one thing I did like in this scene is the conversation between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It's the first kind of hint at Flashpoint. Because they talk about how they they both their tribes have not got on for centuries, and they're like the first two to talk to one another. Yeah. Um, and for those the, those knowing of the Flashpoint storyline, the storyline is when he, when he changes everything, it ends up with uh, the Amazons and the Atlantean at war with each other, and that's mm. a massive that's a massive plot of Flashpoint. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed seeing that little element. Again, it's not going to be utilized, but it was just it again it was nice to see. But um, Superman's resurrection himself itself is the the resurrection is the same, but it's played very differently. It's much more tense. Yeah. And it's it's much more it's it's a lot darker, and a lot more like a lot a lot of consequences can happen through us bringing him back. Yeah, we get um C- Cyborg has the that has a vision, doesn't he? Yeah, so he sees yeah. Wonder Woman on a pyre, like after she's died. Yeah. Aquaman's death, um, <clears throat> the nightmare world with Superman holding Batman's head. Is it his head or is it his cowl? <laughs> oh, it might be cowl. I thought it was his head, but it's probably his cowl. We also see a dead Green Lantern in that as well, don't we? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And it, but then he still goes through with it. Well, it's, it's not... he doesn't get he doesn't get the choice. Flash just goes because he says um, he whispers no, and then Flash goes go. Oh, I thought he said go. No, he says no. Oh shit! Did you have subtitles on when you watched it? No, no, I did. Fair. Yeah, and he I says, liked, yeah, I he liked... whispers no, and then Flash mistakes that as go and run, so he doesn't get a choice. Then he's just like he, he probably would have changed his mind, but he didn't get a chance to. I loved how tense that scene was. I think it works a lot better this time round than originally. Yeah, I also like the explanation of Flash saying that you know if he goes too quick, obviously it affects time. Yeah, and then I like he gets more justification for his powers in this. Yeah. This is where he's. It's from this scene he starts to come to his own. Even yeah. the scene before where he where he talks about we should, we need to bring him back. Like he really starts to become a 
proper character in this bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that whole scene of the Flash running it really, really tense. Aquaman saying, "We can't do this. We need to stop." And Batman saying, "Just go for it." Wonder Woman just standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, she's a woman. So. Just... No, don't... <laughs> I'm Whoa. sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus. The thing is with Wonder Woman, right? She's such a good character, and Gal Gadot is fantastic yeah. in her role. She's just, I do think she's not utilised in this film. Yep. Not really until not... the final battle. Very true. Even then, yeah. Uh, uh, she does stuff. Anyway, yeah. She does stuff. <laughs> Superman comes back. They manage to resurrect him, and he goes to visit um, his monument. And that scene again, it's you get same. you get the battle, but you get it from Snyder's perspective, the Snyder version. Well, it's almost exactly, and I like, almost exactly the same. There's a, I think it's a little bit of a difference. The only difference is at the end where the car flies towards the police officer yeah. and cyborgs, like you should probably move. And oh, then, and also that, that American accent is awful. I apologize. And also, um, Lois is already at the site as opposed to just showing Alfred up. Green. Yeah, she actually. So you see her just before he comes back, walking through cent- uh, walking through we haven't the actually, city, and then we haven't spoken about Alfred. I like him in this. He's pretty decent. Does some stuff. Does quite a lot he, actually. <laughs> you know what, Jeremy Irons as Alfred is just great. Yeah, it's just I like brilliant the, casting. I do like the jaded Alfred. This feels like um, this feels like the direction where the Gotham Alfred would go in as he got older. Yeah, it's like the Alfred that is just sick of Bruce's shit. Like, he Even just can't do it anymore. Yeah, um, Isn't there that point where they show up at the Batcave and Al- uh, Bruce says, um, this is Alfred, I work for him? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they're all like, the Flash waves at him and then he just like does it back and then uh, Aquaman's like, strong, strong cave, Alfred. Um, but, but yeah, I like I like, I like, like the Superman battle when he comes back. Yeah, I, I love the like fact they kept in... I love the fact they kept in the the flash when he's running towards him, yeah. and then Superman turns up. That I was so happy that was kept in. But it we was don't ridiculous. get the do you bleed? Thank fuck. <laughs> um, it leads, yeah. That that leads to Lois kissing a corpse and flying off with a corpse. Uh, you know, each their own. <laughs> whether, well, they don't kiss they in that do. scene, do they? Do no, they? that's what I that's what I said to my partner. I was that's like, why he's him. yeah. That's why he's still coming to terms with who he is again. Yeah, I thought once she's kissed him, I'm sure he's had a shower. It's unfortunate. She was like, "What?" It's unfortunate because Lois left her handbag at that site. I don't think anyone picked it up for her. Nah, I mean <laughs> she's gonna get a whole new pass for Daddy Planet all over again. They had that hint as well when they opened the uh, the drawer. She took her pass at the pregnancy test. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, well, then also at the end. Um, sorry, just just a link to that. After the end, when they're back at the, um, you know, the house. Mm. Uh, Batman's uh, Bruce Wayne says to Clark, uh, "Congratulations, by the way." I thought that was because they were getting married. Oh, could be, could be, could be. Yeah. But when we talk about Justice League Two and Three next week, you might be right. Mm. We'll see. I'm just trusting you not to have seen stuff about it. Oh, I've read the entire thing. We're going well. Um, <laughs> not joking. But, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've got other <laughs> things to do with my time. But yeah, this also this leads to Steppenwolf getting the final mother box. Yep. But uh, Cyborg's dad sacrifices himself to heat up the mother box. Wait, wait, wait! Doesn't he? Does he find out about the anti-life equation before he gets the last mother box? Yes. There's that sequence. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, he does. I didn't understand it when it was going on until he actually said, "Oh, I found the anti-life equation." Yeah, and because apparently uh, Darkseid couldn't remember what planet it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, it was like a thing that was written into the earth. Yeah, 
I what well, I was something I want to say about that, and you might know, you might not know. So you know, in that sequence in the battle where Darkseid smashes it into the ground. Yes. And then when we see the sequence when uh, Steppenwolf smashes his thing into the ground, is that the same thing? Just are them animated different, like just. It looks like it exactly the same, but flipped, and it... Steppenwolf doing it instead of Darkseid. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? You could be right. <laughs> just wondering because it's something I, I pointed out when I was watching it. So, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so he finds the anti-life equation, which would have come more into play in Justice League 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go too much into the anti-life equation. No, I just this wanted to go into that. doesn't go too much into it. I would say that's the first time we see, because throughout the film as well, um, Steppenwolf has uh, talking with Dessard. Yes. So, um, um, to ask as sort of a liaison between their, him and uh, Darkseid on what he's doing in that and then when he finds out about the anti-life equation is obviously when we, he finally speaks to Darkseid. And we get our first proper proper introduction to Darkseid. Yeah. Well, through, that weird, through that weird metal thing that he's talking to him through. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Now. And we get um, but, uh, Steppenwolf taking off his helmet and his shirt a little bit because his little armour cover comes off of his looking shoulders. Like a a, looking like a weird hammerhead shark. Yeah. Um that's been hit with a frying pan. That's what it looks like. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, we get to, get to the point where he goes... As soon as they resurrect Superman, the mother box is activated. So they go and... So Steppenwolf gets the mother box, not before Cyborg's dad... Yes. ...uses a laser to heat up the mother box so that the, the team can track it in yeah. the future. Uh, but by doing this, Cyborg loses his dad with Cyborg in front of him. Um, really emotional scene again. Ray Fisher really shines in this scene for me because obviously yeah, he's no, losing this family member, and he, he he's quite gut punching as well. Yeah, that actually I actually felt that a bit. That was a yeah, it was a good scene, and it was a major difference to the 2017 version. Because in the 2017 version, his dad survives, and it's also one of those things where they don't yeah, um, and it's also one of the things where they don't brush over it too much. Like especially with Aquaman's being like he's just lost his dad. Like yeah, it's it's not saying that he goes right, he's lost his dad. Time for the fun of battle. It's saying that. It's his reasoning for his choices in the final battle. Mm. Um, which, say what? Let's just let's just move on to the final. I was gonna battle. say there's nothing else really we need to get to now that this is when they go off to that. I don't know where it was again, but I'm glad we don't get that family it's, this time. <laughs> Chernobyl, uh, it's Chernobyl, isn't it? Is it Chernobyl? I thought so. Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Um, but the difference is, it, this is majorly different, and this. I really enjoyed this final battle because it, it looks more consistent with Snyder's universe, which I enjoyed. But there, it feels like there's actual stakes involved in this one. Yeah, like there's actually actually anything can happen. Um, I really enjoyed kind of Batman guiding and the team coming after him. Um, I love all the stuff with the Batcar. I love when they tried to fight Steppenwolf himself and Superman turns up. And then this is what we talked about earlier. You get a proper variety from Superman in terms of him fighting Steppenwolf and using the laser eyes oh. and his freeze breath. Yeah, it's quite. Because well, so the first thing is, um, they're all trying to like stop. Uh, well, Barry's outside. This actually, there's so much happens in this final battle actually. So, um, yeah, so Barry, Barry's outside getting ready. To... Yeah, because he needs to push Cyborg into the mother boxes so he can go in, inside them. <laughs> yeah, so he starts he starts running in a circle to make enough of an electrical current yeah. to activate all of them together. Cyborg is trying to get to the mother boxes with the help of the rest of the team. Um so yeah, so Cyborg yeah, um so then you've got Batman's outside taking out all the parademons 
in very good ways with his gun, I guess, and grenades. You've got and Wonder shit. Woman and Aquaman taking on Steppenwolf. Yeah. With the help of Superman, when Superman turns. This what well, this is. I'm talking about uh, just leading up to it because obviously we get to they get to a point where they've essentially they've got you know Cyborg's basically at it, but then obviously the Flash gets caught. Yeah, no, but that's also. Um, Superman is there at that. Is point. he there? Because I was gonna say he's because uh, Steppenwolf's about to like hit Cyborg with the axe when uh, Superman shows up, isn't it? Oh right, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So he goes to hit Steppenwolf with the axe. Superman turns up, starts fighting him. The Flash gets injured. He gets yeah, he gets shot side. by one of the Parademons. Um, and then that's when Darkseid turns up, and everyone well, you, you can see him but... through a weird portal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um. Cyborg basically says it's too late. The unity happens, and everyone apart from the Flash is immediately disintegrated. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And that the scene that follows is basically the Flash. Um, do we get? Now this is just where um, we get Superman fighting with Steppenwolf before that happens, right? Yeah, before and after. Okay, so I wanted to talk about like, you know, because obviously Superman stops the axe just over his shoulder. He freeze breaths it, and it just shatters. Oh yeah, he does. And then it's he the best. It's, it's the best fucking, showcase of him. Yeah, he proper fucking brutalizes him, and he cuts his one of his hammerhead things off with his eye beams. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> he proper goes for it, doesn't he? Yeah, um, and then obviously, yeah, the 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 mother boxes succeed, and everyone's disintegrated except the Flash because he holds out a hand and stops it all by the looks of it. <laughs> and then this is the bit where he has to run as he has to break his one rule and reverse time, which. It's a beautiful sequence. It's, it's fucking fantastic. That's probably one of my favourite sequences in the film, and that's that was the sequence that makes me excited for the Flash movie. Oh yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, that was a really, really, just a really bloody good sequence. It was really fun to and watch. As you see, everyone coming like slowly back together. <laughs> and him just kind of like talking to about a conversation his dad has at the start of the film, yeah. and he's just kind of really psyching himself up. And then he eventually gets to Cyborg as he reverses time, and Cyborg goes inside the Unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also leads to a really nice scene with Cyborg as well, saying, you know, he he confronts like visions of himself and his parents, and they say, "We can fix you, we can turn you back." And he says, "I'm not a monster, and I'm not alone." Yeah. And that's a really really nice sequence. I yeah. think. Cyborg has such a good arc in this film. You think he's the only character that really has an arc in that sense? Yes. Yeah. And then um. You know, he uses Superman to help pull the boxes apart. Mm-hmm. The unity is stopped, but Darkseid's like, oh, look at these guys, like, fuck you. And then what happens? Superman punches Steppenwolf, and Wonder Woman chops his fucking head off. And, and it just... rolls rolls to, Steppen- well, uh, to Darkseid's feet. I love it when Darkseid just, because he just, cause he just stamps on his head, essentially, just puts his foot down and breaks the other fucking hammerhead thing off. <laughs> yeah, and then he says, prepare the armies, we're going to get the anti-life equation the old-fashioned way. Which again, big sell for the future. Um, there's the stuff that comes after this final. In terms of the final battle, right? Now we've spoke about it. The final battle's great. Oh, it is. It's, it's so it's, good. Yeah, I like a lot's a lot's happening, and it's but it's easy to follow. It's what I want from a Justice League film as well. Yeah, you showcase everyone's powers. You know, and the fight and fights between together. like, especially and the fights with Steppenwolf and that they feel they feel like heavy and they feel big. Yeah, and again, I I stick to the fact that this is the best showcase of Superman and his powers. Yeah, in the free in no, the free is. films, Henry Cavill. I even thought that a little easily. bit in, in the other Justice League as well. I felt like it felt like a different Superman. It felt fun. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and then kind of as we get to the end of the as we get to the end of the film, we see where the epilogue starts. Now the the, the first the epilogue's about well we get fifteen minutes. So what is it? Doesn't say how did we. Is the epilogue where we get all the uh, like the what were the end credits scene like the end credit scene in that essentially? Yes. Yeah. So the, the okay. Epilogue, so the epilogue so plays in two ways. We get our Lord of the Rings endings where, where it just doesn't stop. <laughs> we get we get the epilogue, which is basically the first half of the epilogue is exactly is very very similar to the 2017 version, Ooh. but just in Snyder's way. So you get you know they buy the uh, Bruce buys the farm. So is that bit uh, in the epilogue or is that in like the it's in, the it's last in the, part, see, yes, the end of part six? No, the epilogue. Part six ends with all of them standing in a row. Uh, oh, okay. When the when the chopper comes up, when the weird gear, the, the whale-looking ship gear. <laughs> um, so you see, you know, they they buy Kent Farm back. Uh, Bruce and Diana are setting up a big Justice League. Diana's holding the arrow and looking out and being sad. Um, you get you get Aquaman says, right, I need to go see my dad. <laughs> leading up to and a big look between him and Mira leading up to Aquaman. You get the Flash getting a job in a criminal crime lab and getting mm-hmm. his foot in the door and then it leads to the post credit scenes that's, that we've got sorry I just wanted that flash scene that's obviously a bit more happens there as well doesn't it like we get to see it's more than just you got a job yay cut away it's like you actually get to see a uh, reaction from his dad like it's, it's like it's like his dad's like hopeful for the yeah, first it's really, time yeah it's really nice it's really nice and then you get the Lex Luthor mm. what was the Lex Luthor post credit scene in the original is now in the epilogue, but it's it's different. Yeah, I think. So in this, you know, Deathstroke uh, helps Lex Luthor. You see Deathstroke come on this boat and confronts Lex Luthor and says, "What do you want that I can gain?" And then Lex Luthor's like, "Bam!" As Bruce Wayne, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, shit, thanks," yep. which is fine. And but um, then it leads. It, then we get the yeah the the future sequence thing. Yeah. Then we go into the new kind Wait, of stuff. Wait, can I just is... also say, you know, there was like. It was like released in like a trailer or an image or something like that, where it's like, oh, Batman with the massive tank that's in like Dark Knight uh, Returns, and it's like it's yeah, just it's... in one little sequence in that's, and it's like, why does he have that? <laughs> I was, I really wanted to see that in action. I was gutted that we didn't see more of that. It's like, is that in Gotham? Is he just driving that thing around Gotham? What's going on? He's <laughs> having a jolly good time. Uh, we but... get to, we get to the nightmare sequence, which yeah. is all the new. This is all new footage that Zack Snyder shot. And it's um, pretty good. I really like this sequence. I loved this sequence. This was I wanted. I was always vocal that I wanted more from the Nightmare sequence from the get go. I understand that it was only limited to like a five to ten minute scene, but I genuinely loved it. But what I loved is I loved the interaction between Batman and the Joker. Oh yeah, it was it. I actually liked Jared Leto's Joker in this. I think he's still a bit. Ugh in a way but um no yeah it's definitely better than what he was in suicide squad yeah and it's basically you get you get the bat you get batman the flash cyborg mira deathstroke and the joker all kind of going in the nightmare world towards a certain place for a plan that was going to happen in justice League two or three it might yeah. still happen we never know um, we get the um origin of why batman has the uh, joker's card on his gun in batman for superman yeah, and then we just get this scene where the Joker is just basically <laughs> telling Batman all of his faults to his face, yeah. and it's just great because Batman comes up and goes, "When I kill you, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to fucking kill you." Yeah. And I was just like, "There's two fucks. There's two fucks great. in this film." Uh, I can't remember what the first one was. It's from Cyborg, but I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, it's just before he flies away. I think. I'm trying to remember what he actually um, says. Oh, I 
can't remember now. But yeah, that that whole scene made me want more of this world. I was like, I want a film in the nightmare world. I was like, I really would love to see more of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely. That's what I. I think that's where Snyder would really come into his element as well. He'd really shine in those kind of sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that leads into the final scene of the film where Martian Manhunter basically turns up. <laughs> yeah, because Batman and wakes up and it was all a dream again. <laughs> yeah, and he basically, he's obviously having these premonitions and Martian Manhunter basically turns up and says, look, I didn't help you in this film, but I realise I probably should. There's a war coming. I'll see you later. And then he just fucks off. He just flies off. Yeah. And then Batman's like, cool. all right. Cool. Um, Batman's reaction to that was my reaction. I was just like, okay then. Um, and you can tell that's a brand new sequence that's been filmed because Ben Affleck's a lot thinner in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically we've gone through the plot in our own little way. Didn't expect to actually go through the plot itself, but well, we, we went it, through it. We it. talked about things. We talked about what we liked in certain things. We talked about what we disliked in certain things. And at the end of it, we can come out of it and I can say now, I enjoyed that film a lot. I have my problems with it, um, which yep. I've obviously stated throughout, but I enjoyed it a lot. I Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more than I... I knew I was going to like it, but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, like, I do feel like a lot of the... I feel like uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Superman are all very underutilised. I get why Superman is. I understand that one. Um, yeah. Cyborg is the strongest character. I like Batman in this, and I do like the Flash in this. Apart from early scenes, he's a bit insufferable. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the writing is a bit odd. Some of the lines that are said, I'm a bit like, uh, it's really okay. I can't pick out any examples yeah. right now because it's a four-hour-long movie. I can't remember every little line that was said, but there were some lines where I was like, that's okay. You could say that differently, I guess, but okay. Yeah, for sure. But overall, no, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, for me, I, I, it was a film I had high hopes for, um, and I really wanted it to be good, especially for Snyder and his family, and kind of honouring his his, yeah. his daughter as well. And uh, I wasn't disappointed. There are elements I wasn't, I didn't enjoy as much. I does it warrant a four hour runtime? No. no. Um, but I think if you cut out the things that are unnecessary, it would probably still be about three hours long. Yeah, for sure. But. But, um, if that had been the Justice League that was released in 2017, I think it would have done so much better because it is a good film. It crashed. It crashed HBO Max <laughs> on opening day. Um, so for me, I came out of this film wanting more Snyderverse. Oh yeah, I, I think me. I, think... I want more of this. I don't want to see more loads of stuff. I'd like to see a continuation of this story that he he clearly wants to tell. Well, yeah, he has a he has a Justice League Part Two and Part Three. Yeah, as you and got. I mean. The, the storyboards that we've got that we're going to next week were written in 2015-2016. Mm. Um, he's updated them since then and kept those yeah. a secret in case he gets more. But the ones I read that next week might be reminiscent of what can happen. Yeah. Um, I would love to see more of this world. And I think... I I think... You know, it was a massive it was a massive success that the fans managed to raise all that money for suicide prevention and also get this film released. I think if they can do that... I, th- I think hopefully with the success of what because this has come out to quite a big success as well yeah I think I think fingers crossed we get at least one more Justice League with mm-hmm. Snyder so he can he can fully tie up um, I I really like I love Batman I really like Superman when he was in it all the characters are great Cyborg is the standout um, the Flash scene at, in the final act and the whole final act in general is, is standout and the, the soundtrack is standout for me but, um, yeah, I'd like to see him get a chance yeah. to finish what he was trying to tell. 
It doesn't have to yeah, link to. Sure. It doesn't have to link like the MCU does with all loads of different films being a con- contributing to it, um, contributing yeah. to it. It can be separate, its own separate thing, like they're doing now. The Batman's going to be its own thing. I'm sure the Flash yeah, exactly. is pretty much going to be its own thing. The Snyderverse could could have a second Justice League, a tar- part two and a part three, that purely exists through HBO Max in its own little universe. And I think, I think purely through the release of this film there is the appetite for that people do want more yeah i also think i think if they do make more they're gonna go for cinematic releases because this film would have made a killing i think they'll still release this film in imax when cinemas go back to normal and to be honest yeah of course they will they'll definitely screen it i don't know how i'm gonna do that but (laughs) it's one of those films where again it can be cut down from four hours but i would like to see this in imax i feel like in imax this would have been absolutely outstanding well i the good thing about being able to, if it was to be released IMAX and going to see an IMAX, at least I know that I can go to the toilet as many times as I want during the first half because yeah, I'm not, not going to miss 100%. anything. <laughs> the, sec- the second half of the film is the stronger. Yeah, half, of course. For sure. I definitely, I actually, um, because te- well, technically I've only got a seven-day trial on Now TV at the moment that I can watch it. I can watch the film with, uh, but I am up for like watching it again. Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch it in the next couple of days to kind of uh, just kind of appreciate it more. Um, yeah. But I tell you what, and I mean, look, we're yeah. gonna we we mentioned it briefly on the last minisode, but I think I'm just going to come out and talk about it. We are going to expand into into like YouTube, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, and I'm sure this topic of Zack Snyder's Justice League will come up in that. Yeah. Um, we're going um, expand into a medium that is almost impossible to get anywhere with these days <laughs> no, but you know we're still going to do it we're yeah. going to have one of, we're going to have a I'm currently editing a Falcon Winter Soldier from my Minnesota from last week and uh, I'm sure we'll do some Snacks Night Justice League stuff but um, before I get on to the future and next week Connor mm. two questions mm. please briefly explain to the viewers our rating system and what would you rate this film Okay, so our rating system is... I explained I explained it more in depth last week. Today I'm going to keep it short and to the point. Uh, we have five stages. Two, two normal microphones is the worst. One is better than the worst. There's the medium no microphone offer. I don't know why it's no microphones. Um, <laughs> which is just average. If you've, got, if you've got microphones and smoking microphones, the only in-between is none. Yes, very true. Um, but surely no microphones is worse than... Or a anyway. broken microphone, I don't know. <laughs> um, then there's one smoking microphone, which is worse than the best, and then there's two smoking microphones, which is the best. <laughs> what would you What would you rate this film? One smoking microphone. Really? You say really is? I said I really liked it, and it's a good film, but yeah, <laughs> I won't give I it would... two because I still have issues with the script and some of the representation of some of the characters. I still think, yeah, I think it has its issues. It has plenty of them, and. The issues it has are issues that I have with most of Snyder's films, but I still had a lot of fun with this one. I'm gonna give it. I'm stuck between one and two. If you I can could do give it what a... you want, Harry. <laughs> if I could give it one and a half, no, would... oh, that's, that's not no? possible. No, there is only five stages in our rating system. All right, on first watch, and I'll ask if we if I end up watching it again, I'll let you know if it updates next week. Right. I'll give it two smoking microphones because I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. Yes, it has a lot of faults there, but it 
more than anything, it made me want more. Yeah. Which which Man of Steel and Batman v Superman didn't necessarily do, but this actually made me go, I would like to see more of this particular storyline played out. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah, that was our. I don't know how long this episode is now. Uh, it's we're like, currently it's at like, two hours and thirty-one minutes. Oh, <laughs> crikey! Well, we're. Uh, we did spend a lot yeah. of time on the Oscar talk as well, though. Yeah, that's fair. But um, we'll do a quick little segue. Quick little segue to have you, apart from this, watched or read anything this week that you would like to talk about, or um, has Justice League been your main? But I continued watching um, Death Note with my friend. So you know, we're only on episode seven, nice. but it's uh, it's all right. Um, I have watched it before, so I already really like the show. Um, I carried on reading the Star Wars Thrawn book, uh, the third one in the series, um, Thrawn Treason, and it's actually really good. It's probably the best one in the series so far. Like, I want to keep reading right. it when I'm reading it, so... Um, decent, decent. Um, and I obviously watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode one, which we've already talked about. You can listen to our opinions on that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I watched the film The uh, Sound of Metal, which I already spoke about. Oh, nice. Actually, I didn't, what I didn't speak about with that film is why you should watch it with headphones. Um, actually, I think, or did I? Did I speak in depth? Yeah, anyway, did. it's more... Yeah, I, I can't remember if I did go in depth with it or not, but I did. Don't worry. I did. It's fine. Ignore me. Um, I also watched... Um, it just got added to Netflix, the Western film The Sisters Brothers, which I wanted to watch when it was being when it was being released in cinema, and I never just never got a chance. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, that's the one with um, John C. Riley, right? Yeah, John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Riz Ahmed. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's all I can that's say about fair. that. Um, did I watch something else? No. I I didn't really watch anything. I watched the Stand Up to Cancer Bake Off. <laughs> that's always that's always nice. I love a bit of Bake Off. Uh, player started. I got back into Marvel's PS5 Avengers. Um, Boo. It's already stress- it's already stressing me out. Boo! It's a terrible um, game. I haven't really. I think I was gearing up towards towards Justice League, so I, yeah. I tried not to watch loads. Like I rewatched Batman v Superman on on Wednesday. Um, I did actually. Me and my we watched um, Age of Ultron yesterday. Uh, we're doing an MCU rewatch. My girlfriend's never seen them before, um, and this was my uh, I rewatch anyway. But um, I really enjoyed Age of Ultron on a rewatch. I've always liked it, but I really, really, really enjoyed it yesterday. Still has a lot of flaws, but I just really liked it. Yeah. Um, its biggest flaw is, is, is the director. So, yeah, for sure. That's about it, really. Um, again, thank you to. To, if you stuck around to the very end, thank you so much. You yeah, know, blimey. Is... Like, I'm not even going to listen to all of this. Um, I I will skim through this. We're doing the time codes. I will not listen to this properly. Yeah, you've literally only got to go like, okay, so this is the large chunk we talk about Justice League. This is the large chunk we talk about the Oscars, and this is the chunk where we talked the tiny bit where we talked about Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it's not that bad yeah. this week. It's not a lot. So. No, true. <laughs> but um, yeah, so next week I'm going to be talking kind of through what could be Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3 it will have a lot if it does come out it'll have a lot of different um, uh, it'll be probably a lot different because he has updated it since then well these are all like available um, for people to read anyway so it's not like we're spoiling or ruining anything is it no exactly (laughs) so we're going to go into that Um, hopefully we'll we'll get a YouTube set up pretty soon I'm still in the midst of editing our first one Um, and we've got a couple of ideas in the pipeline Um, Connor where can they where can they find you pal 
can find me on Twitter at Kononagi, C-O-N-N-O-R-N-A-G-I. That's where I don't tweet that often, but it's the Twitter that's associated with this. So if you want to go nice. there, go there and let me know what you think of things. And, you know, from there, you can also follow me on my other Twitter that I actually use actively a lot, almost every day. Um, and then links to my blog as well. Which I would, I'd highly recommend uh, Connor's blog if you're in the mood for like some film recommendations from week to week. Yeah, that's yeah, all I do. He recommends, some, <laughs> he recommends some some good some good film recommendations. I've always I always look at it. So that's um, all that's, I do on that blog. I haven't. That's because he's my best friend, and Yay. he can't be yours. Fuck you. Well, don't tell. Um, don't say that to Kyle. <laughs> I think it can be Kyle's as well, but no one else. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You can find you can find me at the Doc eighty one on uh, Twitter. It's the one I use the most. I have another Twitter account which you'll find there. I think it's Harry underscore Young nine eighty one. I think. Yeah. Um, don't ask. Long story. If you want to find out, go a couple of weeks ago. You'll find out what happened. <laughs> but um, I do have a blog. It's called the Review Lab. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but I'm also if you go to thereviewlab.org um, as a domain, you it'll come up uh, where I post. Uh, reviews, thought pieces, um, different kinds of stuff. So I recently I did a, a piece all about the Weekly Planet podcast that me and Connor both enjoy. Um, and we're also on Facebook. We're on Facebook at Rock Spock and Two Smoking Microphones. Or if you just type in Two Smoking Microphones, it will come up. Yeah. Um, hopefully expand. I keep saying it, but we will expand to Instagram at some point. I just need to do it. Yeah, just haven't done it yet. We haven't really got anything um, we can post on there at the moment anyway. It would just be up episode yeah. updates and it would just be the same picture every week probably. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, then, we'll uh, think about what we can do but with then that. Hope, hopefully YouTube quite soon. Um Yeah. yeah. That's I think that's I think that's the episode. Yeah, now. I don't think I we've think got anything else left to say. Thank you for listening, as always. If you have uh got all the way to the end of this, or if you just skipped to the end, then what the hell are you doing? Um Go back. Go back, listen to it again. Yeah, listen to it again. Like, listen to every episode again from the beginning. Uh, let us know what you think of this. You know, you can always leave a little a little cheeky review on uh, the Apple Podcasts and a rating. Yep. Um, and follow us and subscribe to us, you know. And if you want anything, if there's anything specific you want us to talk about, you can always let us know. Yes, we, please do. Please we will contact. not berate you too much. Um, no. We... <laughs> I feel I'm like good cop, Connor's bad cop. I feel like there is. I've just thought about this, but there's one film I'd love to show you, but I don't know if I can. Maybe. So this is quickly, quickly on topic of the Weekly Planet. I haven't seen that. They haven't released this video yet, but they did a video where they talked about the Avatar TV series. Yeah. Um, but only James had watched it, uh, and Nick has only seen the live-action film. Okay. So I want to do with you is you've only seen a bit of Dragon Ball. I want us or you to watch the live action Dragon Ball film. Happily. And then we can talk about that. Yeah. All right. And I'll watch it. This you, week. you as a uh, at some point we'll talk about it. But as you as a fan, as a fan, say a fan, as a person who hasn't seen a lot of Dragon Ball, only a little bit at the beginning of it. Yep. And me who is enamoured by the series. Um, yeah, I feel like that would be an interesting topic to do. So look out for that in the future, but we have other topics lined up at the moment as well. Yeah, but I will watch that this week. Buzzing. It's... Okay. <laughs> it's available on uh, Disney+. Plus. Disney+. <laughs> I saw it the other day, it's worse in my mind. Um, oh, yeah, I hope you're... Look, as we say always, times are times are tough for everyone at the moment. Yep. And we do, we do hope you're keeping safe and well. And, uh, you know, 
look after your mental health, look after each other, and just be there for each other. Stay at and home, if you offer the vaccine, hands, get the vaccine. Yep. Yep. You can take the vaccine if you get it. Wear a face mask, all that stuff. You know, we, Boris is a bumbling idiot, but the stuff he's saying about wearing a mask and social distancing is, you know, something we should be doing. We all want to be so. outside in the world again. Yeah. And uh, we're nearly there, guys. You know, there's a, there's a hopefully a light at the end of the tunnel, so just stick with it. Yep. We all want to go and see Black Widow. <laughs> all of us. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, as always. Yes. We'll see you on Friday for our Winter Soldier Falcon thing. See you then. See you then. Bye.